Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie? Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry of Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol. Ghost! Oh, I'm getting out of here! I do believe in spooks. Press play and press pause on the Paramount logo page to black at the first frame. You receive a ball black. Press pause. And in a second, I'll say 3, 2, 1, and pause at which point. I'll press play. You'll press play. Watch the movie to get perfect signal. Another comment before it into your head. Huh. Christ Almighty. Dot com. My film, myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend, Eddie the Eddie Doty. Ah, yep. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Stokes. Hey. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've watched all four of these movies. Uh, I, I saw the first one in theaters and just watched them in theaters as they came along. Uh, I haven't seen Mission Impossible 2 in a while, but I remember liking it a lot. Woo? Is that the That's Woo? the Woo. Yeah, That's the John Woo, Woo okay. one. <laughs> um, three is the J.J. Abrams. Yeah, three is J.J., okay. and then this one is uh, Brad Mr. Bird. Mr. Bird. And uh, I remember liking Mission Impossible 2 a lot and being <laughs> like defensive of it because everyone shits on it, but I also remember that I was like 12. So let's not hold my opinion of Mission Impossible 2 against me because right. I haven't seen it in a while and it's probably as awful as everyone says. I liked J.J.'s a lot. And then when they're like, all right, we're going to do another four, I'm like, eh, you know, we have heist movies. We don't need to keep doing these. The American James Bond thing didn't really take off. The show was great. We did a few movies. It's over. Let's stop. And then they're like, we're getting the guy who did The Incredibles. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> yes, get that guy. Whoever's idea was the guy who did The Incredibles could probably do a badass Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Fucking give that they, guy chocolate. That the, guy wins. They said the same thing over at Disney about John Carter, so it doesn't always work. doesn't right, always work right. that way. But still, <laughs> fucking the guy who did The Incredibles. Go do it, and I was so sold. <laughs> they probably pitched the, the guy who did Ratatouille. Oh yeah, perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a big idea. Idea. All the families. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no Iron Giant, but loves? just the fucking well, no Iron Giant, of course. But like Incredibles. It's but just he like, did that a while ago. Look yeah, right. I'm just talking about like the the Incredibles is a riff on this and like in like Flint and all those things, and it's like oh, I want to see his movie, and of course it's great. Thank God. Thank God. Of course it's great. You know, it's just <laughs> oh fucking that was a close one, and it's also I think. <laughs> I think it's the best Mission Impossible movie. I think it's actually think better than the first one, too. I would agree with that. I thought three was good. I thought the first one was good. It's got a very iconic scene in it, you know, but this one I think is actually the best movie of all four of them. And it's just fucking fun. It's just a great summer movie. It showed up on a lot of lists at the end of the decade for like best of the decade action films and shit. Was this 2010 or 2011? Uh, it was only it was 2011, yeah. 2011 in that case yeah. it was like best of the last 10 years list but it's just a wonderful action movie that's just a lot of fun you don't have to have seen the other ones to watch this nope you have to know mm. that Tom Cruise is a super Jesus that's it he can, <laughs> he can with gadgets solve any problem and uh, watch and enjoy and the action set pieces are amazing I love the sandstorm fight I can't believe Tom Cruise and the Burj Khalifa yeah Jesus really fucking did that um, it's just <laughs> it blows my mind and it's a fun movie to watch and I'm so pleased that we're doing it here today Eddie, you like you like uh, action movies. You grew up liking action movies. Sure. How, how does this go in the pantheon of action movies? Because I'm a fucking American. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I it, it, it totally stands up. I actually, um, I was working at a theater when the first Mission Impossible came out, and it was one of those movies. It's like, oh, I got a 15 minute break, Mission Impossible, and I I like the first one for what it is, and that was certainly the most loyal to the, the series. Yeah. And I yeah. did I do grow up watching the show. Yeah. Um, for that vibe, I just go sneakers. For that vibe, I just go sneakers. Like I prefer sneakers to Mission Impossible one. No, I mean I, I, I think Mission Impossible one is fine. Uh, the first five minutes of Mission Impossible two is an amazing commercial for Naya Springwater, uh, <laughs> and then after that, it just it, it you know it's the, also an amazing commercial for never rock climbing. Yeah, and that, that movie just kind of goes off the rails. I was I was very happy with three. Uh, I thought three was like okay, cool. At least it's not two. If this if the movie just kind of if the series plateaus here, if we get another one or not, uh, and there was some doubt if we we're ever going to get another one, and then this one I. I, I don't want to say it disappointed or I, this exceeded my expectations because I actually did expect this. I and maybe I was oh, setting yeah? my, maybe I was setting myself up for disappointment, but for whatever reason, I just 
I had one of those feelings, kind of like similar to like when I go see a fight and one of my favorite fighters is fighting. It's like, oh, well, he's going to win in devastating fashion. And then he does. Uh, and that has, that has Brad Bird will win. In that has backfired fashion. on me. Uh, that has backfired on me a few times. Cough, cough, BJ Penn. Uh, but mm-hmm. I will say that, like, you know, for this, it's like, yes, this movie did exactly what I hoped it would do. Um, was, that, this, was that feeling born of Brad Bird or just a hunch or what? Um, just everything. Stars aligning. I actually give Tom Cruise a lot of credit. I, you know, personal life and personal choices yeah, aside i've actually always been very positive like, it's on, funny that we still talk about i mean it it indicates what how significant that was but that was like eight years ago and we still are kind of like well, just, Whoa. Just, no just it's like, like his it's, wife just left him and said yep crazy as a shithouse oh, rat and, and, get my kid out of there okay enough. you know what fine but this movie is <laughs> worth the divorce over 10 yeah. years yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's worth the crazy well, the point still stands is like yeah i mean i just tom, tom stop talking about your personal life yeah. just or or do and make and, the movies or I or continue to talk about your crazy personal life and crazy beliefs and just the rest of the world don't give a shit how about yeah, that yeah. how about that like but I still let put him you, on top ten movie stars of all time he's and, and I think he's awesome. maybe ten he's extraordinary I, I think he's awesome. I think he's smarter than people give him credit for I mean oh definitely he for oh, yeah. Mission Impossible three I mean he watched the first two episodes of Alias and just said give me that guy and JJ had never directed a movie before that and JJ may not have directed a movie at, or may not have gone on to yeah. do the things he's done <laughs> look where we are now I know yeah. God damn it Tom Jesus Cruise. maybe maybe this is all part of you did uh, this Cruise. Lord Lord yeah. Senior's plan but my point is is I think Tom Cruise gets way more shit than he deserves i think he's a very good actor i think he's fucking hell for to be 50 and doing your own stunts like this i yeah. mean and he doesn't have to and he's not trying to prove anything I'm surprised he just likes doing he just it legit likes doing it <laughs> yeah. that's you're okay in my book man we can hang out anytime yeah. so i'm i'm completely satisfied with this movie and and yes more please michael yeah i was i've seen all the mission impossible movies i was never uh Super huge in them, nuts about them, but I watched them and I enjoyed them as I was watching them. I even enjoyed Mission Impossible too, just for being just balls to the wall nutty. I mean, if you re- if you rewatch the first one, even it's like there's a lot of shit that's that's nutty going on here. John Woo just dialed it up. It's not yeah. like he introduced that. Oh, no, <laughs> to, yeah, he didn't bring the nutty. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree that I think this is probably the best of the series, and this is almost it's like. This could be the only Mission Impossible movie that ne- that needed to exist, like in the sense yeah. that if there was, there's the TV show, right? And right. then it's like, you want to make the jump to movies. Well, what's the thing you do when you make the jump to the movies? You do the thing they're always talking about, but never happens. They get caught and disavowed. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then, and that's the, and that's the movie of Mission Impossible. That's true, and yeah. so that's what actually. Marge leaves Homer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, so this is the movie where that happened and it, it was just, it, it's fantastic. And the other thing that's great about it that, that they brought to it is bringing the, bringing fallibility back to action movies. What wow. I, what I love yeah. so much about this movie was the previous movies were, you know, Tom Cruise is has magic gadgets that fix everything, and Brad Bird came in and went, every single fucking one is going to break. And <laughs> yeah, then he's got to figure out what to do that's after it. that. Oh, when so, the glove breaks. <gasps> yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. And so, and, and that just kept ra- keeps raising the stakes, and then and then they have to rely on, they've, they've still got a balance of they're using magical technology, but they have to kludge it together yeah. in certain ways yeah. and, and be clever about it. They have to have ingenuity of just, and yeah. Yeah, stick-to-itiveness. Instead of, Simon Pegg screws it up a couple times. Yeah. So, yeah. Instead of just putting masks on constantly. Like, I love the fact... The, the mask-making device. The, that the mask-making device breaks and they're not allowed to use that anymore. <laughs> no! Because they used that so hard in the other movies. It's it's yeah. great that he went, nope, they don't get to they don't get to use that as a crutch yeah. this No time. masks! Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, it's great. I loved it. I saw it in IMAX, which was amazing. Wow. Um, 
And where uh, do we have an IMAX theater? Oh, we it's do. Down we, by have like like we have like nine. <laughs> yeah, we have like, no, we're in like, Los like, Angeles, but like, a, but like dude. a big screen one. Yeah, no, CityWalk has a real IMAX. CityWalk has a real IMAX. And, uh, uh, the, yeah, bridge, the bridge, the bridge down, down there has one. Huh. I believe there's one in Pasadena. I could yeah. be wrong about that, huh. but there's, I didn't yeah, even realize that. But yeah, and so so the Burj Khalifa stuff is like Jesus Christ. That was oh IMAX. I would have to kill. Yeah, that was outstanding. Um, I remember but, sitting back in my chair. Like, I don't think yeah, I could have handled yeah. it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think I would have had <laughs> that a been rough. I, I would have had a time with it. It was a pretty intense I would have been shaking in my space sequence. It's, but it's still intense even on you know, a 50, 50 inch screen. Jesus, yeah. Anyway, Trey? Yeah, I. I Did I, you watch the show when it was the thing? Oh, it was very big on the show. Love the, show. Uh, the show was like, back in that era, was. I would count it as one of the few science fiction shows we had um, <laughs> yes. because you know, it was it was a science fiction kind of show. And, yeah. and sometimes they would do flat out science fiction. One of my favorite Mission Impossible TV episodes. There was an Aliens one, wasn't there? There, uh, there was one where they, I, I don't know if they did that one, but there was one where they made a guy feel, they made a guy think that it was 30 years later than it was. That he had been, <laughs> yes. that somehow he had amnesia for 30 years and only now just come out of it. So they made him think he was old and America had become this totalitarian wasteland. <laughs> and so they had this whole thing that they set up. And they took him to New Mexico. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this whole crazy thing where they were like trying to pretend it was 30 years in the future and so to, to get this guy to remember this information and all. So, um, yeah, it was very science fiction-y and sort of in vibe, the original Mission Impossible. And I was very, very, you know, I, I liked the show a lot. So when they made a first movie out of it, I was like, well, I guess you know it's all right. You know it was okay. I didn't hate it or anything. Second movie, I I don't think I've seen. I, I don't know if I've even seen JJ's. I it's good. It's I good. seem to remember the scene on the bridge with Cruz and the fighter jet that, that, that was, was also was all over the trailer, trailer. that was yeah. the trailer yeah. where like so, he gets blown sideways into the car and, and I should see it because uh, Hoffman is the bad guy right? yeah, yeah. So, he's great. Hoffman is great so he's the I, best part I about feel like I should see it if I haven't seen it I really don't have much memory of it um, but this movie this movie came out and everyone was like oh my god this movie is fantastic and so I don't I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I got it on video, and I was like, "All right, you know." Mm-hmm. And, uh, High with, five, Brad! I'm with Mike that they really could have just like you know, okay, the other three were like, "Yeah, those are all right," but just this is the this is the Mission Impossible movie. This is the one, right? This is it where they finally got it. You know, it all sort of came together, and they kind of figured out what the movie of a Mission Impossible movie should be, and it's it's amazing. And, and I have to say, I didn't rewatch it. Uh, anytime recently uh, to uh, to prepare for this thing, so I remember that Tom Cruise hangs off a building and I remember that there's a big sandstorm and I don't remember anything else about this movie so I'll discover that as we go <laughs> it's gonna come back to you as you watch it it did for me yesterday Simon Pegg is quippy and funny as I recall but um, but uh, that's pretty much what I took away from the movie but the, I remember just digging it as I watched it the first time mm-hmm. cool well you're at the point where the Paramount logo has faded to black as we are here put your finger on the button three two one unpause I would say that uh Mission Impossible 2 is worth it. Goddamn only, logos. Only for the simple... <laughs> Skydance. Only for the simple fact Sky that... Skydance um, is Cruise, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, Skydance. Okay. The, first, the first production company credit in the movie proper is a Tom Cruise production. Mm. Uh, Mission Impossible 2 is worth it only because that year, uh, Ben Stiller hosted the MTV Video Movie Awards. Oh, and he came in on wires. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, no, no. That was for one. That was when him and Jeannie Garofalo <laughs> hosted. For two, they did this sketch where, uh, yeah, 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 where it was... Uh, he was Ben Stiller stu- played Tom Cruise's stunt double Tom Cruise spelled C R O O Z E, and but, but dressed up like him and did dr- a, like a flawless Tom Cruise the whole time and, and like and oh my god that was one of the most hilarious sketches I've ever seen because they're like we do this thing a lot where we finish each other's and, sentences and, and no no he says that to Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise goes 
each other and like each other's sentences yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> but there, you can tell when it's a, a bit and tom cruise is playing in the bit and you can also tell when tom cruise is cracking up because Legit of what cracks ben, because yeah. ben because tom cruise like laughed at some point during a bit and then ben stiller starts doing the tom cruise laugh and tom cruise like laughs to go along with it but then ben stiller does it again and then you can see that tom cruise is legitimately cracking up and ben stiller just keeps doing it in his face <laughs> and it like spirals oh it's great find uh uh yeah tom cruise ben stiller Stuntman on YouTube, it's hilarious. Gotta give some love to Sawyer here from Lost. Yeah, uh, go Sawyer. And he's a, he's in a new show now. How is he not in the GTA? What I love Abrams about this, I know, this right? is the cold open for the cold open. Yeah, that's, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there is an amazing. And, there's, and here comes Flor Delacour. My God, what the hell? Oh, is, is that on? who that is? Yeah. There oh, is some. There is that some. Is her. Wow. There are some spectacular uh, females in this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, heartbreak. This this first real cold open with the what is it Russian prison. Uh, is just it's one of my it's favorite great, action yeah. sequences ever. It's, it's so great. it's so fucking streamlined, perfect. That's what we're talking about. Oh, uh, when they get outside and he's got the doors. Oh, it's wonderful. I don't have the assassin app that just yeah. you know, yeah. photographs people and tells you whether. Oh, it's like Grinder. It's just for gay people. Ah, Mike has it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has Grinder and assassins side by side. <laughs> You have the assassin, right? assassin? Anyone? No. Anyone? Anyone? No. no? no? Okay. God, I wish I wish things worked like that where you're just walking by and your phone's like, totally gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fucking hey. Yeah. Hey, wait, come back. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. They do, I'm Mike. But they do have those apps. <laughs> they have those apps. Just a picture. There's the app, there's the app that just says, you know, I will I will like to have sex now, and you just go, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> you find her. They have that's real, sadly. Or happily, depending on your happily attitude about it. <laughs> now, here's how, I am, uh, how miserable your life is. I was is. Yeah. so powerfully, powerfully psyched when I found out Brad Bird was doing this because that basically means that means Giacchino is doing the score. <laughs> and when when you say okay, Giacchino is going to get just to do Mission Impossible now, as opposed to like Incredibles, which is a little bit of that and a little bit of Flint and a little bit of other things with the whole sort of flaring uh, trumpet section. He's going to get to do Mission Impossible for real. Like, let him go, just go, do it. And I don't. He totally nails it, what he's asked to do here, but it's not, I wanted him to get to go like full retard on the Mission Impossible score, and it's a little <laughs> bit more reserved than that. I remember distinctly feeling, especially during the whole, you know, the iconic fuse sequence that happens, you know, James Bond has its gun barrel thing, and then it's all the cool little vignettes. Mm, yeah. Mission Impossible has the fuse. During the fuse thing, which is basically the, the introduction for the whole statement, like that's when the theme gets to go nuts at you in these movies. It never quite gets in your face enough. I was like, ah, I want Giacchino to slap me in the face with those horns. Because I think the franchise Dude. is collectively apologizing for Limp Biscuit. Um, <laughs> that was, so, wow. Yeah, that Dude, was I'd, awful. I guess it's, I guess that explains it. And I, I deserved that, but I had managed to forget that was a thing. I think, I think from now it's like, we could go really aggressive. No, remember where that got us? Like, I think, I that, think that's, yeah, that, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, at Giacchino, like all the stuff he does with like all the, the sort of Russian themes are, are wonderful. He does a great job with it. I just would have loved to hear just one. I'm sure he did it. Just to hear his one like first version where he's like, oh, I get to do it. You did it. And he's like fanning himself really fast. Like, I get to do it. I want to hear his version one, you know, dot A-I-F-F of the whole thing all at once. Because that would have been like Giacchino porn. Call me crazy. I think Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross could do an amazing Mission Impossible score. I actually think that. I, mm, I think there's. It, so, it sounds like the pure gent thing from Social Network. I um, eh, but like, I, th- I, I think they can come up with something new. I th- I give them props and how to write Paula Patton. If there's ever reason more to hate Robin Thicke, uh, <laughs> it's it's because he's married to her, and that's just not fair. I kind of so. I'm kind of on the fence about her. I, I, th- love I think Paula she does Patton. a good performance, but something about the like mouth dimples. Is really weird, and it reminds me eh, of uh, Harry Lennox. 
who plays he was in Dollhouse. Oh, but he's I, also I know who the, Harry Lennox he's, he's is. He's the commander in yeah. and Matrix Revolutions with yeah. like the lines on the side of his mouth. Mm. He's also in Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that movie happened. <laughs> who was he in Man of Steel? He was exactly uh, right. <laughs> he was one of the government general people. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you say so. That's and that, that's how well the roles are defined in Man of Steel. Yeah. Government person four. Government person. I remember. I remember. Toby was there because he Toby got his there. shot Richard to save Schiff. the world. And so I don't know if I ever told you this. But my, my friend Kim used to be Richard Schiff's assistant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, she, she had a few stories. Um, he's he's a nice guy, right? God damn it! Why would you get? Why would you get? Toby was awful. Like why would you guess that? <laughs> Toby was prickly. He was. He was. He was. By all accounts, Richard. Richard was very because part of her duties were to run lines with him, and uh, so part of his he so was demanding in a in a and so team. and so it was like running lines with Toby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think she said the exact thing. Right? I think <laughs> yeah. he's Toby. Okay. Anyway, what I love about this whole opening thing here is that. Uh, I think with no exception, it's basically a silent scene as far as Ethan Hunt is concerned. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like it's like a silent film. It's like a little short film. <laughs> it's like a Pixar short where it's just him getting out of a jail without ever actually having to talk. With it, which is <laughs> I love the chilling. He's like, fine, I'm just yeah. gonna plug a stage. Cruz is uh, Cruz so rarely does comedy, and he's he's really he's good got with great comedy. timing, man. He's, he's got such really good chops. solid with comedy. He's just because it's, it's that, that amazing charm that he has. He, he's able to convey, even though he's like fucking carved from granite and amazingness like he's able to convey like every man in a, in a lot of ways that yeah that's is really crazy. rare i mean yeah he's a short dude that was one like, of those things where uh, I, I talked before about uh, rob lowe's book which i, I listened to as an audiobook that he reads but he has some stories he, he was in the brat pack he was hanging out with all the movie stars in the 80s and he has some stories about going out for a coppola film and everyone was there like auditioning michael j fox and you right. know all it's these guys the, the outsiders probably yeah. so. and uh, like charlie sheen and all yeah, those it guys it was the outsiders that's right yeah. and how like this one kid came in who was just so fucking powerfully cool and likable and disarmingly accessible while being totally inaccessibly cool. Tom Cruise. And his name was Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like even from, he was just born to be that confident and cool. Like that's just who he was when he was a kid before anyone knew who he was. Go Tom Cruise. Have I already told the story of my Gabe's, Gabe's story about uh, meeting Tom Cruise on the lot? I'm talking about cameras and his mom came by. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that? if you told that on the air, but I, it's a I great feel story. Like I told that story in one of our one of our commentaries. But um, yeah, I, there's there's um, there's the Scientology thing, which is you know he's obviously that's a big thing, and he talks about it. And he you know if you're doing a Tom Cruise movie, there will be a Scientology recruitment tent on your set. That's just how it is. But you get Tom Cruise in your movie, yeah. so this, it's is, a, this is the it's way trade off. This is the know? way I liken it. My my uncle made a really amazing country fried steak if <laughs> okay. you hung out with him <laughs> I'm he listening. Made it, i was gonna say but he was so racist yeah. no but if but uh, he was very religious and if yeah. you hung out with him and ate you were going to get test testimony the steak was really good really good so he's gonna, pre he's gonna preach that's, at you that's yeah. the that and it's like you know what I, that's okay that's if this is if this is what it takes to get this steak. I'm I'm in. Like that's, <laughs> that's how that's good fine. the steak is. Yeah. That's the point. Can so it's like so I, it's, uh, he wouldn't be able to. Now it's one of those things. He wouldn't be able to leverage that if he wasn't awesome and had all this you know clout and money and fame. But again, it's like that's also worth it. So yeah. who cares? I, I like it right there. It's just already planting the seed of how this movie's going to go. It's like they're almost out and the door won't close. <laughs> just a little bit and it just escalates right. from there all of the, the complications. And I do love the please tell me there's more to this plan. Not really. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah no, it's gonna be fine. Dre, can you tell the Gabe story real quick? Just to refresh it. You want to tell the, tell the Gabe story? Because um, I'm not positive you told it. If you do, I don't remember which episode it was. I, was just, yeah, I, I, I do just want to, if he's gonna do that, I do just want to say when the when the 
theme kicks yeah. in in a minute here. No, 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 no. I, that's I can't. You know, I I had the same feeling. Uh, watching it, I was like, God, it must be so cool to be Brad Bird when you when you make this movie and, and you, you get to have it done and you sit down and you watch it and the thing bum, kicks bum, in bum, and you're bum, like, bum, oh my God, yeah. I made this and I get to use that music. Uh, but, uh, but, well, and know, then his name pops up at the end of the yeah. whole thing as the directed by... I, I actually felt the same way when I was watching Superman Returns. <laughs> like yeah. the intro to Superman right. Returns with the, right. with the titles and the, the credits and stuff. I Getting to have the music, music, I'm like, oh, Brian Singer fucking must feel awesome yeah. because I feel awesome for him. Right? Well, you know, no. What's funny is I I saw someone I saw an exchange on Twitter because Brad Bird's very active on Twitter. Yeah, <clears throat> someone said, um, "Hey, Brad, I really thought that uh, that opening with the with the fuse was a really cool idea." And he, he did go, "That's from the TV show, yeah, because this is the motif of the TV show, yeah. right. And even Obviously, even showing the the what's and showing up showing and... you know elements of what will be in the episode during the fuse burning mm-hmm. is is from the TV show. That that was the credits of the show, the whole run of the show. So this uh, this you know this whole thing where they've taken. Now we're on the train. Now we're yeah. Yeah. They've taken you know this whole this whole thing and turned it into a, a preview of what the whole movie is. It's crazy. So um, so yeah. Well, the the Brad the Brad the uh, Brad Pitt story. No. <laughs> Gabe. Um, the the uh, producer I work with named Gabe, um, TV producer, was on uh, some lot, whichever lot he was on, movie lot, and he was waiting for his mom because he was going to meet his mom that day and uh, give her a tour or whatever whatever show he was working on, and. Um, Gabe is a big camera buff and he collects cameras and he's always taking pictures of everything. And so um, he was standing on the corner, literally like by the parking structure, and Tom Cruise walks by. And uh, as I recall, the way the story goes is Tom Cruise strikes up a conversation about Gabe's camera because it was kind of a distinctive older camera. And uh, so Gabe starts talking to Tom Cruise about this camera. And he says, uh, and he says about Tom Cruise, he says, and he knew about the lenses and he were talking about, right. the th- he's like, he knows about cameras. And so he's talking very knowledgeably about the camera and he's just having this and Gabe is just having in his head. He's going, I'm having a conversation with Tom Cruise about cameras right now. How about that? Um, and then while they're having the conversation, Gabe looks and sees his mom is coming <laughs> up to them. And so Gabe goes um, to Tom Cruise says, oh, um, look, uh, I'm here to this. My mom. Hey, could you? And so Tom Cruise gave him to look like, yeah, I got it. Huh. And like turns around, <laughs> turns around, and Gabe's mom walks up, and Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, the hell out of Gabe's mom. <laughs> just like, hi, how are you? I was just talking to Gabe. How are you? So nice to meet you. Well, I was just oh, it's so great to see you. Wingman from the future. Yes. Exactly. It's so great to see you guys. Well, I'm going to take off, but you guys have a great day now. And uh, all right, Gabe, I'll check you later. And you'll. <laughs> Like, that's so just awesome. left Tom Cruise. That's, just left Gabe's mom just twirling in a circle on the on the sidewalk. <laughs> that that meshes with a, a a much smaller scale Tom Cruise story I've I've heard. But um, a friend of a friend was working as like a PA or a camera assistant or something on on a Tom Cruise project. One of I think it was one of the you know just talking head kind of PSA type of things, and Tom Cruise was there doing it. And he struck up a conversation with this PA. He was just, just like the kid. He just yeah. He just decided he was because he was like the I nearest. Like your, I like your face. He was the nearest person. And he was bored. He's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, good. And he's like, how's, <laughs> good, how's good, your good. day going? I'm, like he kept good, good Mr. Tom allowed, Cruise. Yeah. I'm allowed to talk. To he you? kept no. He and that was the thing. He was like he kept trying to extract himself from the conversation. <laughs> but Tom Cruise wanted to have a real conversation, so he always had like follow up questions and wanted to hear more. Like he was genuinely interested. And this poor kid was like, and I could feel the whole set was sti- watching me because Tom was 
paying attention to me and it was like I didn't he he's, it's like the eye of Sauron <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we're, we're holding up the whole set because Tom wants to talk to me and it's not my fault but they're not going <laughs> to yell at him so he's like it reminds me of one last like little thing before I get back to the movie which is I listened to uh, an episode of uh, Making It with Ricky Lindholm go to Nerdist.com podcast that. great podcast Tom Lennon was on there who if you don't know Reader 911 more commonly now screenwriter and he's written like the state. Eight, yeah, he's yeah. he's amazing. And never, museum. If you know who Tom Lennon is, you'll like him. If you don't, you will. But he was on that, and he was telling something. He said an interesting thing. He was like, you know, something very interesting. He's talking to Ricky. I've noticed about the super super elite famous, like the super famous. They're all the nicest people you will have ever met in your life. Yep. The B or like just sort of bottom A list can be total dicks. Yeah. But the super super famous, they're all super nice. Like categorically, huh? I don't imagine they have much to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, that's probably it's one of those like you know, uh, you know, it's 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 pulling the cart sort of thing. Like that is helping. They're already that yeah. all that thing. Plus, they're just super nice and everyone likes them, so they just keep getting hired. I don't know. Not a fan of the fight, by the way. Yeah, no. not great. But it's a, I mean, are you it's talking okay, about the choreography or just the meaning of it? Or choreography, what? pacing, and everything. Just like the just, it's not. Um, you know, I think I, I don't it's know, a I, quick half day. We got to get this the plot yeah, out, but it's, it's, so it's, Tom can run around the Burj Khalifa for a month. I think I think uh, it's. I mean, when there's such a size discrepancy, uh, I think you need something a lot quicker, uh, mm. and you need just a stand and bang fist fight is just not. It's just not a good. I don't know. This is what it's, what it's a pretty clunky disarm. It's just I don't know. Doesn't do it for me. Are the other fights? Good. Some of the other fights are good. Tom's actually really good. Tom's actually, I, I'm not saying he's a good martial artist, but he's he's been around the block in terms of fight choreography. For it's a like Adam Baldwin can hold a gun right. Exactly. So yeah. it's like I, uh, yeah, so I mean, but it's like. Um, <laughs> this is that ring that Pat Robertson's worried about. Yes. <laughs> huh? Wait, what? I don't get you didn't it. hear about this? No. Pat Robertson said, uh, and, and Mike can verify this because it's a thousand percent true. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Pat Robertson said that in cities with uh, heavy gay populations, homosexuals, don't you know, have rings that have little scratchy things that can give you AIDS. Yeah. So, so they, As part they of furthering their agenda. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. They, they have rings that will scratch you to open the skin so then they will give you their AIDS. Yes. That's what homosexuals the blood. do. But they, and and swear. Because that's how you... It's, it's, like, it's like werewolves. That's how you become a homosexual. Right. Wait, yeah. hold on. <laughs> Are you saying they don't? <laughs> right. I am not saying that. This yeah, guy we, does. We live in Ender's Game of the World, yeah. apparently. Yeah. No, so, like, yeah. Mike has this whole other thing where he's got the scratchy AIDS ring and also the like the assassin app. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and grinder. Like, like when you register yeah, to I'm vote, I'm a really slow assassin. Like when, it'll get him in about 20 years. When you're gay and you register to vote, they give you like a bunch of secret gay shit. Right. Here's your cyanide um, pill. <laughs> Don't get captured. <laughs> it's like a, it's like this whole like seppuku set of okay. Here's how to behave in society as an underground faction. Aww. I like I like how they handled this. Um, it, it's it feels a little tricky to bring in to to flash us back only yeah. 15 minutes into the movie, <laughs> right? But because they're giving us all this extra information about and and it comes down to explaining. I mean, this is the true cold open because the breaking Tom Cruise out of Russian prison. Yeah, we still don't know what the mission is. Yet. Yeah, right. It has to do with this. They broke him out to to kind of follow up on this. Right. So, yeah. Simon Pegg looks always looks to me kind of weird without the goatee. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I you it's know, a little odd without the goatee. S- Scotty, His face it, it was is just a little was, too smooth. It, you know, it's just, yeah. it's a this little. Scotty. Now, it worked in World's End. Did he have a goatee? I know he has, like, the dark hair. I think he did have a goatee. I in think World's he did, yeah. I don't know. Just one of those guys where his his face 
always strikes me as round when he doesn't have a goatee, and it never looks round when he does. I'm about to melt your brain here in about one second. Tom Cruise with a goatee. Ooh. Oh. Ah, he looked see, evil. That's was what I'm it, Last Samurai. Did collateral. He didn't, have a, he didn't have a... Did he have a goatee in collateral? Yeah, no, he had scruff. No, he, he had, had scruff. Yeah, he had, he had scruff, scruff and gray hair. He had, oh, he had, so good in collateral. He had Harrison Ford. And talk yeah. about great close quarter gunplay. Yeah. Gold standard, man. Yeah. Fucking gold standard. When he does the, the disarm and the double tap, my yeah, God, that's, that's good. I, I sometimes I'll just I'll just watch that because I bought that one on uh, iTunes and I'll just I'll just watch those scenes when he go when he just moves. Pull from the hip, hip fire, and then double. Ah, oh, just yeah. brilliant. Tom Cruise is super good, and I'm I'm annoyed at myself for always having to point that out to myself. He's like <laughs> yeah. super really good. He really feel, is good. I mean, has he ever won an Oscar or no. nominated? He's been, uh, he, he was, was nominated, nominated for Magnolia for, and Born on the Fourth of July, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he was nominated uh, for Born on the Fourth of July because he hasn't done like a lot of drama lately. He's done either action, Magnolia, or, like, the odd comedy. Well, Magnolia that was, like, is that was, incredible. Like, in Magnolia. Say, say what you want about the rest of the movie, but Jesus, like he's amazing. In do that. a phantom edit of just Tom Cruise's bit of uh, sections he's from like Magnolia. A, he's like a self-help teacher guy, right? Uh, he's, no, he's like a, he's, he's like yeah, a hookup artist. Speaker, he's like know, a mogul, respect uh, the cock. Yeah, he's he's a hookup artist, motivational speaker. And then he does this whole thing with He Jason would have a Robards. Kickstarter going right now. Yeah, but yeah. that was like 10, 12 years ago. Like, I'd love to see like a... Well, I guess he did Valkyrie. Valkyrie? Valkyrie? I, need Val- to, I need to see okay. that. Val- Valkyrie's, a mix, Valkyrie's a mixed bag, but there's, there's, yeah, a, lot of, there's, there's a lot of good in there. I mean, but the, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he he's... I guess he... he Belongs in that in that belongs in a museum. Ca- he belongs mm. in that category of actors that we often talk about in in genre movies, where it's like he just brings the whole game up because he could do, be doing quote unquote real movies, but he does yeah. these instead right. and brings that to. And them. I honestly think it has a lot to do with the same reason that he actually does his stunts. I think he just really fucking likes. Yeah. I think he's like probably an athlete kind of guy. He loves. He's kind of like a. a oh. uh, what's the thing anyway? No, he tra- he trains quite but a like, bit. Him he, like too, even like. if he had no career anymore he would still be like using whatever money he could scrap yeah, together be, to, pay, new, to pay his mortgage he'd be in New Zealand climbing a mountain yeah, exactly. or, or yeah. like skydiving or exactly. something yeah. but he also clearly digs this kind of material he enjoys the action movies he enjoys the sci-fi stuff yeah. I mean a movie that, that I did not overall think was that great was um, Night and Day but yeah, uh, oh, I didn't but, see that. But with he's, Cameron Diaz. he's totally solid in it. Absolutely, know? he's this I, guy. It's a it's a comedy version of this, basically. I I, I stand up quite a bit for Far and Away. I think that's a, an underrated. I have film. to say, I have not seen Far and Away. It's 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 a unique. I mean, it's it's. I know what it is. It's early Ron Howard, so it's got some of those trappings. Yeah. But I at the time it came out, I'm like, that's my favorite Ron Howard movie of all time. Uh, at that moment, to, that was to catch, obviously prior to Catch Trey Thirteen. They're looking for a dude who they think is looking for missile codes, and they know that he's dangerous. And that's all they know. Yeah. So there we go. And there's really hit, there's the hit right I mean, there. Yeah. The yeah. thing doesn't like, self-destruct. He just like flicks it. <laughs> oh god, it's all falling apart. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Exactly. This is this is your warning that yeah, things are gonna be like this. Oh, no, that's a nice little hat. It gives me an idea for like this whole like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern thing for these movies where some guy who was previously probably Simon Pegg until they got promoted <laughs> has to go back out to all these like payphones and a briefcase yeah. and the tree it's and like nine. go and like oh fix the thing that. Like load it with the new USB so it has the new mission on it, and also reload the whole like charge. He yeah. just has to go around It'd and probably, reset the it'd things. It'd probably that blow be up. a lot more covert if they didn't have to strap bombs to everything. They can just yeah. here's a little USB stick, and nobody has to worry about it. I, I do. I mean, but now we have to fit it in a payphone because it needs to explode. And the the thing that you do kind of need to bring in from the last movie prior to this is that Tom Cruise, you know, had a, had a wife yeah. There's life. a whole that that was where, that was where this movie lost me. This whole thing about wait, he was married to the girl from from. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, bang, yeah. bang. Wait, wait, wait. Michelle. No, that was, and that was How a good... I not know that? That was a good little thing in the third movie. They did a good job of like setting that up and sort of establishing that relationship. And and that movie sort of ends with her becoming aware of who he is and they go through a whole thing together and that's part of the reason why 
you know, it's a nice little inversion of like, I've got to get back to my girl. It's like, no, I got to stay away from my girl. Yeah. You know, it's like, I got to keep, <laughs> I got to keep away from her as much as possible. I love that Brad Bird has the instinct for putting Simon Pegg in a movie, which is just let him Simon Pegg. Yeah. It's like, can I have a towel? Like, it just, just, just let him be away. Simon Pegg, and it's adorable. The sad irony of Simon Pegg right now is now he's the poor guy after being so vocal and right about saying that the, the, the Star Wars prequels were utter shit and has you know made an entire career based on his disappointment <laughs> in the prequels is now defending Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, oh, you know what? Fuck off. You know, it's like, dude. That's yeah. gotta. That's gotta keep you keep you awake at nights. I mean, come on. If if you knew, you know. So, but he's gonna probably have, more like to be. You have to know. To be fair, I think he is defending. He. I think he's more defending the fact that it was listed as the worst Star Trek movie of all time. Yeah, really. He was, he was like, like, no, it is not. He was like, not. the worst, no. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, fair enough. Okay, fine. Yes, <laughs> In fact, I would have actually appreciated his comment more if he was like, fuck off. It is clearly blank movie. Yeah. It is clearly <laughs> yeah. insurrection. Clearly Nemesis is the worst yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> or whichever one. I'm Simon Pegg. I'll tell you which is the worst Star Trek movie. <laughs> That's right. And it wasn't the one I did. It was the Shatner yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but I just, I love them. And I, they, this is the one time that they kind of get away with the masks and it's more, it's that it's, it's more, it's more, it's just like a, a it's like a T-zone. It's just like a, a yeah, a nose. <laughs> That's the, which is, which is like the least, ma- normally you would, you would see Simon Pegg walking around suddenly with, it would be Tom Wilkinson probably if he were in another role. Don Cheadle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can I have a towel? That's what he's putting on glasses. Oh, it's an impeccable disguise. Oh, it couldn't be Don Cheadle, though, because he'd have to do a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Idris Elba. I, I gotta say, I like, I like, I like sort of early elderly Tom Cruise with a grain mustache. Yeah. That's, it's a good look. I mean, you he's really, run for officer. He's really getting on. You know, like you said, he's, you know, 50 or whatever age he is now. You know, he's like, he's, he's. He's he's going to turn into Robert Redford eventually, but that's still yes. thirty years off. Yeah, you know that uh, <laughs> that he's in a really interesting phase right now, right. where he's clearly the age he is. Yeah, and still just you know, God, I mean, I'm not gay, but okay, you know, <laughs> Tom, make me an offer. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, so you know, he's and he's just fascinating to watch on screen. Robert Redford is tanning nicely, like a piece of good leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a uh, yeah. That's what you know. A lot of time outdoors, that's what you're going to be in for. Just, he's that you know, piece of he's that piece of jerky in the dehydrator. That's looking yeah. like wow. That's still very solid that's still very <laughs> chewy yeah. you won't shit for a week <laughs> you just soak it a after bit. eating robert redford was the rest of that sentence which is a weird sentence <laughs> yeah which is after eating robert redford you no, won't shit for a week there was no good exit strategy no. on that sentence nor is there for after eating robert redford pretty movie I love I love a lot of the, CC on this. Movie. Now you can shoot in the Kremlin. Yeah, so I this love is, this. Is probably not the interior of the Kremlin. I doubt, but you can. You, know, you used to not be able to even you know go to Russia and put a camera in Red Square and get a shot of the Kremlin. Yeah, and now oh, they shot cool. all these plates. Obviously, they 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 weren't able to do a lot with it, but they they shot a lot of plates and did a lot of. I didn't you know, catch that in the chat room. Pastor MacMan points out that Cobalt was in that shot too. The was guy he? there in a second. They're gonna you're gonna go. Oh, who's that guy? And then at the end of the movie, it's like, oh my god, it was that guy. He was in the other shot that you weren't like it wasn't thrown in your face in that shot, but he oh, was there too. Okay, I didn't I didn't catch that. Obviously, yeah. later when we see the dragon tattoo guy, it's. Uh, Are you serious, Zarban? What? Apparently, oh. Tom. Cr- I'm like, I'm not Zarban. No, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if Zarban's kidding or not because he's like that sarcastic guy where I can't tell. But he says Thomas. My Tom's bad. birth name is Thomas Cruz Mapo <laughs> Mapother. Mapother, Mapother the fourth, <laughs> yeah, Mapother. real. He says it's real. Yeah, yeah, Mapother is he related? Yeah. to His uh, middle name is Cruz. Is yeah. he? Is he related to William Mapother? I don't know. 
We'll find out at some point. The computer speaks back to us. Yeah, Tom Cruise is a much better stage name. Yes, it is. Well, like I just can't believe like it's like Michael Cruise Scott. Like that's not a middle name. (laughs) That's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, really has it. Michael Cruz. I was listening to an NPR story about a lady who had named her daughter uh, Lucifer, and she was Ah. like, "After you get over the initial shock, and oh my god, the parents are insane. It's a really pretty name." And then I was like, "Yeah, it is." Okay, yeah. whatever. Well, Lucifer, Lucifer Lucifer was the name before he turned, so that would have yeah. been a beautiful name. That's the name, name. of an angel. It was meant name to an be angel. beautiful. Then Morningstar? Yeah. I know Bible! <laughs> <laughs> I can Bible and you can too. There's a game show called National Bible Quiz. Oh, I don't God. know if you've seen it or not. Well, there's it's hosted by Jeff Mike, Fox. Mike the, would yeah. trounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, by the this way. This is a great... This, yeah. this, is, this is very this. original Mission Impossible. They wouldn't have had this kind of technology. No, but, uh, but it's like it's just plausible enough. Yeah. It's like just on that edge of... And what's nice is they don't, they don't explain it. They just let you watch it. Well, work. yeah, it's just the visual you thing. Know? It's like, oh, it's tracking his eyes. So wherever he yeah. looks, the perspective. But not only that, but it's tracking the perspective. That's what's so yeah. crazy yeah. about it. Which, which it's funny because we, we sort of do have anyone who saw those those uh, videos on YouTube of the guy who who uh, like hacked his his Wii controllers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and you put it on and it's like it's creating the it's tracking your glass. You wear the glasses and it's tracking your glasses and you get a 3D perspective. Right. St- yeah. You know, only you get it straight yeah. down the barrel, which is exactly the problem that this right. this uh, runs into. But you know, this is obviously super enhanced, but it's like what the the principles of this technology are totally They're sound. all feasible. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching a TED talk from like four or five years ago and it was uh, a lady from the MIT technology and um, like tech lab. And she had developed this thing using fully available commercial parts, which consists of an iPhone and a small projector. She created this thing called Sixth Sense, which was the precursor to Google Glass. Oh, I remember that t- yeah. TED talk. Yeah. And it was basically, it was, a cell phone, it was basically the iPhone, and then they recoded it so that, and it was strapped to, the, the camera was exterior, and it had a projector on it as well. So the idea was, you could walk through your day, and if you held up your hands in a frame thing, the camera would automatically take a photo. Uh, if you went to a bookstore and opened a book, the camera would recognize the barcode or the ISB code and project Google user reviews, mm-hmm. uh, or, or book reviews on that from Amazon. Uh, it just it would interact with your day no matter what you were doing, and it's like, and so I'm thinking like, oh, she's a genius. She's like, no, I made out of an iPhone and a small projector, and that's mm-hmm. it. And it's like, fuck. Like, it, the scariest thing about our technology now is like what people are able to just sort of come up with out of it. Yeah. Like when you look at all these things people are doing with the Connect and uh, and everything else, it's like that's why stuff like this is it's not as speculative as we would once think. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's not like Moonraker where there's a jetpack just <laughs> yeah. because why not? You know. <clears throat> of course, we have, we've had jetpacks since the '60s, so right. But that, somebody actually just made a huge advance in jetpack technology. Somebody anyway, says, now now there's the 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 powered one, the, the fan one. Yeah, that, uh, and there's the hydro one too. Yeah. Which is oh, so, the hydro which, one is yeah, it's such a brilliant genius. concept. Oh, well. I wanted to do that. I actually. I, they put up the video of the people doing that yes. in the in the, yeah. and someone commented they're like oh they have that Newport Beach and I happened to be in Newport oh Beach God. that weekend oh, and, but I it. couldn't get to it. I was like damn it if I had known that a week ago I totally would be doing that right now if they now. had that at the same time they had the Bluth banana stand I think the internet would have imploded <laughs> on itself like, it's, yeah it would have been a, it would have been patient zero for like <laughs> for fucking internet implosion and yet microfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is this is he's Russia. Still, yeah, that's he, true. Yeah, he's trying to get the stuff from Russia, which, uh, you know, again they they get to this point. 
they almost busted Damn up it. that other thing, mm-hmm. and he's here, and there was no reason, as it turns out, <laughs> other than to set them up. Although, speaking of, like, cool shit you can do if you have money, like the uh, jetpack in Newport Beach, um, you know the Vomit Comet, the KC-135? Yeah, yeah. 5,000 bucks a ticket, you can be on it tomorrow. Yeah. You can, if you can scrap up five grand, you yeah. can be. I was going to say, yeah. those two sentences are mutually exclusive, but. I, well, yeah. I've, I've flown on a KC 130, but not for, uh, but not, we didn't do a vomit. Comment. Yeah, but yeah. just, it's five grand, and then you can be in free fall. Yeah. You can do like, I think it's 12, or maybe it's 30, um, like, th- you know, 30 second long free fall weightless thingies, which that, I can't tell if that'd be the worst or absolute best way to spend five grand. Like that's a memory you will never, ever forget. I'll tell you this much: any flight on a KC one thirty five that does not involve free fall sucks. <laughs> it is the bumpiest, shittiest ride you will ever have in your life. Basically, that whole thing was just an excuse to put pads in there. Yeah, <laughs> just let's bounce around. Let's have fun room. I love that effect. That's wonderful. Yeah, that would trip me out. If I was running towards. Yeah, it. yeah. this is the, and getting it all in one shot is just nuts. Yeah, that's really. Very really tricky. Well done. Yeah, well done. Good job, ILM. You're going places. <laughs> yeah, is this ILM? Fine. Is this yeah. ILM? Did it's they do the Kremlin shop. explosion too, or is that a different shot? Yeah, no, they did the Kremlin explosion. The Kremlin explosion looks kind of dicey. It, well, they it had looked, to it looked a rough one. It's you know they set themselves up for a big challenge there, and that, that was a, tough. That was an IMAX shot. Funny thing about it, other things, hundred percent so. practical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's why they don't let you shoot at the Kremlin normally. Is you know, Americans come and blow us up all the time. Just like we always knew they would. We remember National Treasure too. Yeah, well, right. it's, well, it's a really complicated shot because it was like they shot that him running away from a giant blue screen in Vancouver, and then the rest of it was all photogrammetry yeah. and three D models yeah. and stuff yeah, like it's that. Completely, so. completely. It, it was, but digital. it's more the explosion and the. It just looked like a. I, I'm sure they know, but it looks like they needed more versions on some of the Sims on some of the explosions. It might be. Sort of a rendering thing. It's certainly, a, I mean, it's such a huge shot. I'm sure they had to, they were like, okay, this is going out next week. Yeah, so really. this is the one that we're di- going with now. Yeah, that's how it goes. I mean, I know. But. I love how the hat is connected to the mask. So when he yeah. takes the hat yeah. off, Zip. everything just comes I out. love that this is such a badass thing and it comes back to bite him in the such ass Such a reversible quote. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am Clark Kent. I like American blue jeans. <laughs> I am tourist man. I am not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Which way to the hot topic? Now, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder which came first: the Tom Cruise always running in movies, or Tom Cruise looks awesome running? No. So I love. Here's here's I believe the shot. Yes, it's, yeah. we're in it, it starts as like an over the shoulder, and you think it's going to cut away, but then it just becomes the the shot. Yeah. Boink. He does. Yeah, there's he a does, lot going on in that. He does the thing yeah. my brother used to do uh, during track meets when he sprints, which is he sprints upright, and so therefore. His neck muscles bear the load of all of gravity, <laughs> which is It's all about the neck muscles. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good look and run, though. Yeah. Is it a bad run? Is it bad form? Because it looks uh, cool on screen. I, I, I don't know enough about sprinting form to, to say one way or the other. Mike, just, you gym. <laughs> uh, Dude, do you even gym? I was a middle fine. distance runner, man. <laughs> we didn't yeah. sprint. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a runner, though, so I wouldn't be able to comment on it. You're more Probably. like a VFX guy sometimes, director. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so much a runner as a visual effects guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Why, why, why are the subtitles in? This in is Russia? actually on screen. This isn't our subtitles. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, oh, it Although I do like that the movie subtitles Russian. match the actual disc subtitles. Yep. Yeah. I, I do like, uh, and I did like in, in um, uh, Valkyrie, uh, the opening scene is him 
writing in his journal and he's speaking, I got to say, Tom Cruise being really effing good German. And then it just audio fades, crossfades into English for the rest of the movie. And you're like, thank you for at least acknowledging that Germans were not British people. Like, yeah. just yes. thank you. As, thank opposed, you as opposed to speaking in a German accent the whole time. Yeah. Which is a trope we've talked about that, you know, it's like, why are they speaking in a German accent? Because they wouldn't have an accent. That'd be like Germans speaking in an American accent for yeah, them. Exactly. That's how that translate works. Which is probably how it's done. I mean, oh, shit. Can, I guess that never occurred to me, but like we do like a Russian accent or a French accent. Can you speak German in like an American accent in oh, Germany? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Speaking speaking badly, you can in German. Uh, you know, you yeah, can yeah. But it, in like another language, you can do it in like a. You can speak German in a French accent, yeah. or you can speak German in an American accent. <laughs> you yeah. can you can speak German the way that people who are from those other countries and do not have a good German accent yeah. speak the, them. The, the ultimate. The ultimate. Yeah. If you, if you if you you know, I, I remember we had great fun in Korea, um, talking to the locals there about. Um, it, it, it was it was we had one conversation that was very memorable. It's like. You know what, what do what do we sound like to each other? Yeah, like and not just like what you know having an accent trying to speak the other language, but like when we're speaking our native language, what do we sound like? And and so we do the we, racist imitation of our voice. Exactly, we said we said you said we said because you know the American thing with you know the American racist imitation of what Koreans sound like is you know ham hock ping pong dipstick. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you know, slapstick slapstick ping pong. That's what it sounds like. And they said, what do Americans sound like? And the Koreans said, our imitation of you is jala, 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 jala. That's, Amer- that's American talking because we talk very, very fast and monotonous. And, and there's that great there's that great South Park bit where they're it's uh, they're in China for like a ping pong tournament. And the two announcers are making fun of Americans and like they're doing a very stereotypical Asian thing, or, you know, stereotypically Asian Careful. accent mm-hmm. imitating Americans. And then out of nowhere, one of them suddenly goes. I'll use my credit card. And then they just start <laughs> laughing hysterically. <laughs> when I was like, when I worked in Japan um, years ago, and it was a great experience. I think I told this uh, when we did Die Hard because it's from Die Hard. Um, I had this Japanese crew of these young guys and, and um, my supervisor, my American supervisor came over at one point and said, all right, now I need you guys to get your crew and make sure that all those wires are uh, rung out over there and, and make sure that all these uh, connections are made. And I was like, all right. And my supervisor went away, and he was like an ex-military dude. He went away, and my little my group of Japanese workmen said, Harvey Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great and, voice and to like, la- try to attempt. And laughed at each other. You know, like, and I was like, I, was like I, lo- I looked at them, I was like, Harvey Johnson, die hard, Harvey Johnson. And they were like, Harvey Johnson, <laughs> Harvey Johnson. So Harvey Johnson was like their, their code for like, oh, oh an American God. asshole. Oh, Harvey, awesome. I'm Harvey Johnson. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Oof. And that's Tom Cruise taking that's, a bump on concrete. Yeah, yeah that's Jesus, Tom Cruise. Dude. I mean, obviously, he didn't even... With no shirt. Yeah. He didn't fall from the top of the well, van. He, he just threw himself in the feet thing. and does yeah. a front roll, man. Jesus. I do love that previous scene just out on the balcony again. Not a not a beat you normally see in an action movie yeah. where the bad guy comes out and <laughs> yeah. Cruise yeah. is just standing yeah. there and, and the bad guy just lights a cigarette and he's like, yeah, Sup, go, ahead, bro, jump, go nuts. Yeah. Fuck it. You have my attention. Yeah. Yeah. I d- can't wait you know to what? see how this works you. out. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I dare you. Yeah. I dare you to escape. Go sure, on. Go for it. <laughs> it. It's like half the time. It's like the guy is like, I will pay you a hundred yeah. American yeah. dollars to do that. I don't love my job every day, but today is a good day. It's like this it's like good. it's it's the it's the front half of what ultimately becomes the Will Ferrell thing with the dog from Anchorman. Like, I'm not even mad. A one That's really amazing. <laughs> There's the A one thirteen. Is that a reference? Thing? Uh, it you it is often like, is that up, like Mission Impossible's one one three eight? No, it's it's Pixar's. Uh, oh, oh, you're it's right from Pixar Caltech. Team from Caltech, yeah. Um, so I uh, 
I yeah, forgot there, about that. There's a famous graphic novel oh, series bird. called uh, Kingdom Come, and it takes place in the future of the like a, dis- a dystopic future of the DC universe, and it kind of catches up with everybody. So, like a week from now, yeah. No, okay, no, but like, okay, no. Whereas, like, <laughs> Batman is perpetually 31, and in Kingdom Come, he would be 59. Mm. You know. So and and as oh soon God, as you I'm see, almost Batman's age. God damn it! As soon as you see uh, Bruce Wayne in the future, he's not Batman really anymore. He has like armed sentries, like or like robotic sentries. <laughs> he, he, in he's the, the leader of the Batman. He's like yeah, no, exactly. Like and the, it's these robotic sentries in the street, and he's in the Batcave, and he's in like this full body mechanical brace because his body is just completely fucked up from all the years of heroin. I feel like we're going to get there with Tom Cruise in like 15 years. Like one day, mm-hmm. all the stunts and all the bumps he's taken, it's just going to, you're broken, like you're done. I feel like Jackie Chan's kind of already there. Yeah. Um, because if you, if you watch him get around a I lot. I think Jackie really, Chan's t- taking more legitimate bumps than Tom Cruise. Absolutely. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. just, I'm just saying, like, I, but, well, I mean, not just for movie. I think recreationally, Tom Cruise is like, I don't know. Because I, I, I feel fighting like, Wolverines. Yeah, sir, something. I don't know. I feel oh like one God. day. Tom Cruise is Wolverine. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Um, he's the right height. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, yeah. He's more, bop, bop, he's bop, more bop, the bop. right height than Hugh Jackman. Uh, but but yeah. If you haven't seen it, um, Google. I want to or YouTube. I think Victor Isaac's Jackie Chan. He told a wonderful story on Jonathan Ross uh, about hanging out with Jackie Chan. It's kind of impossible to recreate it on the air. But Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Victor, Victor Isaacs. That's the actor that I worked with. Uh, where. Um, yeah, and it's uh, he's the oh yeah the he, Jackie Chan Malfoy Malfoy Senior yeah uh, Jack, Jackie Chan he was on a thing with Jackie Chan he tells a wonderful story <laughs> about Jackie Chan catching a fly and then catching a fly again when challenged to do it again uh, that's just amazing and the, he does this wonderful it's wonderful in fact find it it's wonderful it's like a, it's like a minute long it's adorable <laughs> I just want to see the the playlist that comes up when you try and search for. Jackie Chan fly <laughs> Isaacs. <laughs> How many Isaacs was he flying over? Yeah. Trey, you've been to Russia? You've been to Russia, haven't you? I have never been to Russia. I've been to, um, closest I've come is um, Berlin, uh, which- That is uh, closer than here. Which, which Berlin is, uh, well, I, I, I've come sort of close to Russia in two kind of indirect ways. One is Berlin, because when I was there, which was right at the turn of the century, and it's so weird to be able to use that phrase- um, I was there. I, I was in Berlin for the millennium. That's when I was there. So um, that must have been some strange days shit. Oh my! Oh, woo! <laughs> Stories, but um, that was like that was like the second battle of Berlin, the millennium in Berlin. Holy mackerel! That was crazy. But um, the, but Berlin, and that was that was just exactly ten years after the fall of the wall. Um, so they were in a massive rebuilding at that point. But Berlin still had the very much the east side west side thing going on the west side was the you know the more modern the westernized right and the east side was all the big concrete ugly buildings that were you know the soviet vibe was still very much part of the west the east side of town that you could still see the there was the soviet influence on that side so so there's that so there's sort of that vibe and i've been to hong kong which was right then at the just about just before the the chinese takeover so right. there was there's a very Chinese, you know, giant apartment complex made of cement, Soviet communist vibe there too. But I've never been never been to actual Russia, which I would love to go to. Um, all those countries. I also like to go to to Latvia and Finland, all the Baltics and stuff like that. It's kind of on my list. Of Poland to get and to. Croatia, I'd kind of want to go to just to see. Yeah, know. Poland. Well, the thing about Berlin is funny. Is is in Berlin 
the Polish workers are like you know our Mexicans, right? Like you hire Polish workers, they come across the border and they and they work, and so like your 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 workmen in Berlin will be you know Polish guys. Huh. The the film that won the Doc Challenge a few years ago was uh, a drive through uh, East Berlin. Uh, with a guy who was there when the wall came down, and it was just it was just a drive around the neighborhood. It was just pointing out these little artifacts of a an age that seems so foreign now, but it's still obviously they still live in the shadow of it. I love that beat. It's that kind of go where Tom Cruise gets into the van and he's like, "Wait, chief analyst, can I borrow a pen?" And everyone's like, "Um, yeah." And no one knows what the fuck he's doing, and he's drawing a face on his hand and going, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Well, you can't draw, but I think you're talking about this guy." <laughs> yeah, you can't draw for shit. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner's in this movie. What yeah, do you know? and he does a good job. Like I like him in the movie, but like basically every movie except for the Hurt Locker, he's totally forgettable. Now I haven't seen uh, his Bourne movie. I yeah. love the f- I love the fact that they they brought. I will say because we're about to lose Tom Wilkinson, but wait, yeah. then we can get back uh, to losing Tom. Is, losing Tom Wilkinson this, was my favorite '90s movie. Yeah, this is this is a real cameo here. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a Ben Fold? But, but it's brilliant because because this is exactly the kind of thing that Tom you. You, if he's if Tom Wilkinson shows up in your movie, your immediate thought is they're not just going to get Tom Wilkinson for one scene. Yeah, no. clearly no he is a character that's going on, and you don't, and and just subconsciously your mind processes, okay, I, at least a, a, a primary supporting character right here, yeah. and then he just dies. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, damn, I have, the whole movie you're going, okay, but that was all a ploy, and he's yeah. not really dead, and he's behind the whole thing. Yeah, no, that, that was that was the first movie. Yeah. Your mission is on this commercial guys, grade jump drive. Do, are you guys having that same experience with Jeremy Renner? Like he's always fine. He's never bad. I, yeah, I, he just I, never does no, a whole. Thing. Hold, on, really hold on, hold on, hold on. Dahmer, Dahmer. All props to Dahmer. Was he? He was Jeffrey Dahmer, and he was awesome. I haven't wow. seen that. Was I mean, that like what a? What was he in? When, what was that? Uh, was that a movie that came out? That must have been a while ago. Thousand like a TV movie. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, yeah. it was a small indie. It wasn't a. It wasn't a TV movie. Oh, it was so that's like pre because that shit's graphic. Oh, in the head. In the head. No, he was. He really put a lot of character into Jeffrey Dahmer, and like you, nice you had a bit of pathos mm-hmm. for him. Like you, you really like. I don't know. He just nailed it down. It also benefited that right before my wife has this weird obsession with like true crime cases. My wife is like uh, Michelle Na- McNamara, who's Patton Oswalt's wife, who runs this whole true crime thing. Um, my wife is fascinated with that shit. She watched. She made me watch this huge Jeffrey Dahmer special, and then immediately after that, I ended up seeing the movie. It's on Netflix. Just Dahmer. Was Dahmer the charming one that looked good? No, that was Ted no. Bundy. Yeah, uh, Ted Jeffrey Bundy. Dahmer was the weird. Or wait, am I thinking of Ed Gein? Ed Gein was not charming. Not charming yeah. at all. He was. He was a scary clown. Scary clown. Look, my first girlfriend was super no, into serial killers, uh, so I had to learn all. Oh the tra- no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Ed so, Gein was just the guy who had a farmhouse. Yeah, with, yeah. With no. Ted Bundy was the clown, right? No, Ted Bundy was. Ted Bundy was the hillside strangler. Right, right, right. Yeah. My first girlfriend was super into serial killers, so I had to memorize all like the training cards. His name. But, I, can't, uh, I can't think of the John Wayne Gacy. Thank John you. Wayne Gacy. There we go. Yeah. And I forgot all the associate. Like, I remember all the things and I remember all the names, but it's like one of those puzzles where which one was which? It's like, yeah. ah, shit. I can't remember. And like the Green River Killer and all those guys. Right. The Night Stalker uh, was not particularly charming. No, yeah. Richard Ramirez. Yeah. That, that, was, a, that was an LA thing, I think, too. What was Dahmer's um, thing? Oh, he Dom- was a little boy. Uh, Dahmer, Dahmer, no, no, no. Dahmer killed, was killed eight kids. Yeah. No, not just kid, primarily adult males. His, yeah, you with young, you know, hookers. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, but like, like 18, 19, though. Yeah. Like, he, he kept a head. I'm 53. Those are young. He kept. A, he kept a head in a box. Yeah, he had stuff, uh, in, his, there been, stuff in his fridge that wasn't his particularly thing, good. One know. thing he said, and the real Dahmer said in interview American was Psycho that, stuff was yeah. that he said yeah. like I was I had like abandonment stuff and I just wanted to always keep them with me. Uh, which <laughs> that's one <laughs> that's way to accomplish that goal. That's kind of cute. I, and watching Renner's performance as Dahmer, that always came through. That oh, I see. that element always translated in all the se- like scenes. Like sad boy murderer, sad boy. Like I'm gonna keep you with me no matter what. And and like the trigger was always when that 
everywhere that person was going to leave, that was when that shit happened. Was there has there been more than one movie about Jeffrey Dahmer? I think that because if because if there is at least two, I have a I have a great idea for a pun comedy title. Dahmer with a three in it? No, Dahmer and Dahmer. Oh, wow. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) I want to do a buddy comedy with Dom DeLuise and Jeffrey Dahmer called Dom and Dahmer. There it is. There's the joke. Yeah. They could be like a buddy cop team. That's perfect. I haven't seen Dahmer. Sure, they show that in hell. I saw that. (laughs) I saw saw the one one where uh, Jared Leto was Mark David Chapman. Yeah. Uh, And I saw the one where Carrie Elwes was Ted Bundy. But I haven't seen the Dahmer one. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I but now I'll check it. Actually, I think I have seen it on Netflix and just been like, not today. Yeah, nope, nope. <laughs> not, not today. Not in the mood for nope. that. Doc McSuffins Marathon. Here we go. Power, power <laughs> it's like you're power. hanging out with a date. What do you want to watch? Dahmer. No, but seriously, that was literally literally. Well, well, that's that's how Eddie's wife would. Apparently, that's yeah. how your dates were. So no, this is literally this is, my first date was that that exact ago. thing. Two weeks ago, my wife and I are like, you know what? We have not gone away just the two of us since our son has been born. We haven't gone away the two of us since March of 2010. Let's do a weekend trip just the two of us. We and we have we're parents, so we orchestrate a sitter. This whole thing. We go up to Big Bear and we're like, the first day we just want to chill. We're just gonna veg, do the pool, you know, get some drinks, order some pizza, and just relax. Tomorrow will be the big adventure day. We relax. She's like, yeah, watch whatever you want. There were some fights on. I finished watching some fights. I'm like, your turn, honey. First 48 hours, which, oh, is, which is just, and I fell asleep to it of her power marathon session. Oh, God. Like, so two and a half episodes in, I'm like, I'm falling asleep <laughs> and dreaming of a better tomorrow. This is <laughs> Yeah. How does your wife relax? Well, literally my first day. And if date you know my wife, she's that. this bubbly girl, like, into super girly dancer. shit dancer like she teaches little girls how to dance she's like the epitome of, <laughs> of i know it sounds bad she, that's, she, a, that's yeah. a character thing that you need to put in a movie is like you see the girl like with the, you know the whole bunhead thing with the girls and yeah like, okay good session everyone she goes home gets out her notebooks and starts the amount of semen notes found on, in the chest cavity yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah jesus I love it. Another great sequence, simple yeah. and just oh yeah, we're running next to a train and then bar. There are the yeah bar coming. Yeah, if only it's if, like when you're playing. If only like, the train wasn't moving when we had to use this like, machine. Yeah. It's like playing stickball on the street. Car. <laughs> yeah. It's like this pylon. One, there's one problem with this identification system on a train <laughs> is sometimes the train moves. Jesus. Trains are scary, dude. On the out, if you're on the outside of them, yeah, on the inside they're kind of cool. Underneath them at any point, this yeah. is yeah, uh, great shot. A room here. full of CG. Here, I love boy. this. I love this. It can it's scan insane, it. Just by placing insane, insane CG work going on here. I feel so bad for people who like, have to do any of that thing real. What the hell? How Although it's gotten it? easier lately. Like, I'm sure that I'm sure the machine. I was going to say feed. Mocha saved somebody's life there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You. I'm sure the suit was like, don't even do the green thing. Just make it a grid. And by the way. No, I'm saying I don't think that table was real. That whole wall, that bullshit. That's possible. No, nothing can move like that. <laughs> it's impossible. No table nothing. can move like that. I mean, no they're animals. on a train. They couldn't actually come on to have that. Where are they going to put the mechanics? Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, it's either it's either digital. Or there's a lot of rig removal going on in that no. scene. Interesting. In the chat, Porridge Gun is like, I'm amazed Rob Lowe was never tapped to play Ted Bundy. 
which is like simultaneously a, a compliment and kind of horrifying. There, I think I, Rob, I, oh, you I think Rob Lowe would take that well. I think he would totally do it. Rob Lowe is actually hitting the point in his career where he should, he should really do the thing that you would never expect Rob Lowe to do. I think it's definitely time. Well, he already has. If you saw the, the, Liber- the, Liber- the Liberace movie, the Liberace is amazing. movie is just like, okay, that should that should be the wake-up call to Hollywood. Rob Lowe is ready, y'all. For, seriously. Rob Lowe is ready to do that role did that you, you can't imagine Rob Lowe did would you do. Did you hear how he got that effect on his face? No. He took those clips, those bull clips oh god and to his own skin oh, did that behind his wig fantastic. he said i had headaches for two months i afterwards. can imagine like because he appears like like uh like out of brazil like he's yeah. just like this he plays a plastic surgeon who's obviously performed on himself yeah and it's just it's just horrific it's, I w- if you haven't seen uh behind the candelabra oh it's my great god now rob lowe was interestingly th- there's an interesting conversation i'm going to completely mine from from drew mcweeney and i'm starting to sound like his wife at this point <laughs> but um Drew was interviewing Rob for something on set of something else, and they were talking, and then the subject of superhero movies came up. This was like two years ago. And Rob Lowe was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, I would be down to do a superhero movie. I just want to find one that like is good, like would suit me. And at that point, Drew, like in his inner fanboy, is like, because he reads a lot of like unproduced superhero scripts, and he's like, ding, ding, ding. And he's like, you should look up the script called Supermax. And he's like, Supermax, is that a superhero? He's like, no, that's the name of the script for a Green Arrow movie. And the idea of Supermax is that it starts off not with Green Arrow's origin story, but Green Arrow is on the case of something. He goes into uh, like a mob stakeout. He busts in. Everyone is dead and everyone has Green Arrows in them. Just then the police come and then they throw Green Arrow into the Supermax prison, which is where all these supervillains go once they're arrested. And Green Arrow has to fight his way out. Ah. And Rob Lowe is like, huh. <laughs> huh. And I don't think that anything ever came of that. But uh, Drew said that was one of the best unproduced superhero scripts he's ever read. Wow. I don't think Rob Lowe's ever done an action-y anything that I can think of. And holy shit, he could do it. I mean, if you look at... I envision him much like his character on Parks and Recreation, where he's just constantly running 80 miles a day and running the distance of the sun and back and <laughs> and taking just gigantic vitamin force pills. He runs to the sun and back. Well, no, he, that's a line in Parks and Rec where okay. he's, like, he's like, the distance of the moon is this many miles. I have run this many miles since this age. My goal is by 70 years old to run to the moon. Like, that's... <laughs> nice. He also had a fun turn on Californication as a nymphomaniac weirdo. And why haven't Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe done a movie together since The Outsiders? Yeah. Like nowadays, I would, a buddy movie Tom of Cruise, them in any genre. Aaron Sorkin, A Few Good Men, Aaron Sorkin, West Wing, Rob Lowe. Ah! <laughs> Not the same <laughs> yeah. thing, I know. I'm just having fun. I would, I would pay to see Tom Cruise in a um, Waiting for Guffman style mockumentary. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think he would be. I think his comedic chops are great to where he could improv the shit out of something. I, I feel that way at least. I don't know. We so should be talking about the movie, but it's just kind of ticking away and doing. We're in a train. This is, we're, this is the this, this is the exposition dump. This yeah, is, this is you have like, to understand blah, blah, blah. that we have to explain to you everything that we're going to be doing for the next hour and a half, so we can do that without <laughs> yeah. having to stop to explain what we're doing. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, you've got to. You've got to do this at some point. They're on a train traveling. It's like, well, they're they got nothing else to do, and neither do we at the moment. So we'll do that and just get it, get through it as quickly and painlessly as you can. And really. let's get all the guns in the meantime. And also, and also try to have you know uh, answer any objections uh, <laughs> as as you go in in this these. This is kinds a well equipped train they have. Yeah. I tell you. So you so you always want to have 
you know, Jeremy Renner sitting there going, here's why your plan won't work. And Tom Cruise going, shut up. Here's why it will. <laughs> Zarban will too. Zarban yeah. is clearly over there on Wolf from Alpha duty. You'd have to run nine miles a day from birth to age 70 to run the 240,000 miles to the moon. Okay. Okay. Nine so miles a day from birth to 70. There are lunatics who run like 10 and 50 miles. Or if you want to do it in 35 years, uh, it's just 18 miles a day. Yeah. Mike's like, challenge accepted. I'm not a runner. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Fuck that. I ran all throughout high school. I ran in the army. And then as soon as I got out of the army, I'm like, I don't have to run ever again. Yeah. yeah. I can just stop, Eddie. Do, stop. Do jitsu and do the elliptical. And <laughs> I just, just felt like running. Just felt like running. I had a, I had a fairly solid <laughs> two mile time. And then I, I, I felt like I could have pursued that down a certain path. And I'm like, I don't ever want to run again. <laughs> like <laughs> my, my roommate, Robert, did a, did a quick little cut of you just reminded me with the Forrest Gump thing. Mm-hmm. He cut the the scene where where Forrest decides to run. Yeah. But he put it dun, dun, dun. he put it yeah, but he put it after the scene where Jenny's like, he's your son, Forrest. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> and he's like he's like, I ran down to the mailbox and then then for no particular reason. I just kept I just going. kept running. <laughs> and then I got to the edge of town and I thought, I'll just keep running. <laughs> the, <end> of the <laughs> county. Yeah. It was actually really brilliant. <laughs> See the power of editing. Right, right there. Right. So this thing, This is so the CG <laughs> shot. Like this is the shot that the movie where it's like okay well that's a fake yeah. fucking building nope Except nope it's not that's it's a real thing fucking merge there, I, building in the I know it's crazy Jesus you know what's crazy I, I'm almost positive oh god even watching it right now Christ uh, almighty I feel like he took this scene I feel like Brad Bird took the scene on DVD walked into Chris Nolan's office and just dropped it <laughs> yeah, and walked right. out the door I, bitch I'm like pretty sure <laughs> oh Singapore oh Hong Kong that's a yeah, that's yeah, really nice yeah, yeah. Look at that. I'm pretty sure that the Burj Khalifa will not spontaneously fall down and yet there isn't you would really honestly have to pay me like a lot of money yeah, to go I, even halfway up that I building. get nervous going up in those goddamn things. I've been to the top, well, I have been to the top of the World Trade Center years ago, but uh, and, and the Empire State, but uh, is the Burj Khalifa currently the tallest building in the world? I believe so, yes. Yeah. At least at the time of recording. Something about the Arab Emirates, I, they're kind of like the doozers from Fraggle Rock. They like, totally you just, are. You just, you turn around and it's built. I remember like, uh, about, they literally have, true, yeah. They literally have all the money and they're like, and okay, they what, do we do with, what do we do with it now? I, uh, about three years ago, uh, uh, Sheikh Tanhoun of Abu Dhabi bought a 5% controlling stake in the Ultima Fighting Championship because he's a huge grappling nerd from like way back in the day and he's known everybody in the community and he's like yeah let me invest a little capital he's like all I want in return is occasionally have a say in matchmaking and bring a few events to Abu Dhabi so they bring an event to Abu Dhabi and it's like where are we gonna hold this and they're like oh um, Porsche's building this huge racetrack we'll build an arena just right next to it it's like there's you're pointing to dirt and you want to throw an event here in six months like eh, it'll be done yeah. fucking and do you know how sh- much money we have holy shit was Arab it, Walt Disney like yeah and, and like they went there for press like like two months before and it's like there's only foundation here and it's like we got it and <laughs> yeah. then they show back up full arena boom like yeah. just arena I, I've got some friends who are in, you know, in the theme park design business. They've been, for a decade now, they've been having ongoing projects in, in the Middle East. And it's uh, Dubai and, and Qatar and, and you know all those countries that we're not at war with, the ones that are just capitalists <laughs> right. and want to buy stuff from us. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, Qatar is like uh, the, you know, it's, it's, it's an entire country that's Disneyland for the Middle East. They're like, we want to just be the vacation spot. After you, you know, Syria can have all the wars it wants, and Iran and Iraq and all that, and we're just the place you go. Afterwards. We like money. We like money and and having a good time here. No alcohol, but otherwise, you know, and no gays. That's right. But yeah. so I don't there, get to go, and and, that, and not yeah. much, not so much with the women. But other no. than that, we're totally into having fun. So so they're building these um, just astounding theme parks there, you know, and just these, you know, this is all the money is there. So 
Yeah, I keep I keep hoping that I'll get a I'll get a trip out there one of these days. But um, one one of the funnier porn stars to follow on Twitter is Dana Yarmond. Um, <laughs> what I, a sentence! Her and I, I know. <laughs> her and I actually have a couple mutual. Her and I actually have a couple mutual friends. No, she's legit hysterical. And then like one time she posted on Twitter, she's like, she's like, oh honey, and she was talking about like other porn stars. She's like. If you say I'm going to vacation in Abu Dhabi, we all know what you're doing. Like that. <laughs> so like just drop the pretense. Yeah. Oh this shot in IMAX. Here we go. In IMAX. Holy fuck. In IMAX. Not to mention right now you're seeing a lot of wire removal because he is strapped to the back yeah. wall like a motherfucker. But he, this you know. is straight out the, the he building. Is, yeah. This he is, is, for, this is, he is wearing a safety harness, but that's it. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Oh, oh God. God. What are you doing? Christ. No, no, we can tell the story because um, everyone, well, at least uh, that guess, shadow, that shadow. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess if this group, uh, Mike and I, were the ones who went to the Bake Off last year. Yeah, no, I um, went to you guys. Oh, that's right, and, and he was um, too. Um, and uh, I might cry. <laughs> yeah, and they had the, there's that great quote when they were scouting the location. You know, they're talking about how we're gonna how we're gonna do this, yeah. and they were talking about well, you know, we can do it practically. We can, you know, if we remove the glass, we can have a safety harness and all that kind of stuff, and. And like a studio representative was there for the walkthrough and they were looking at this building going, does he really have to be like 160 stories up? And someone said, anything above five, he's dead if yeah. anything happens. Yeah. 160 is no worse than five. If he's, <laughs> he's just got longer floor, to think yeah. about it. Seventh yeah. floor versus 90th. It's yeah, the it's same. Like he's just as dead. So Both equal I wonder paint. how they did that. Right if there. you're going to let us do it at all, then we're going to do it. Yeah. I wonder how they did that. Because those gloves aren't magic. They're just gloves that set, set depth to something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. how is he? He was like, sticking to it in a very like sticking to it sort of way i wonder how, what the rigging was to make it look like he's actually there's sticking probably to it and there's probably it. a little bit of some suction cupping going on but the, it's the you know it's the wires that are actually mo- uh, motivating him I, I like this even though this movie takes place after mission impossible theory mission impossible three the mask thing was just like a laser cutter on something yeah this it's like no this is this shit's gonna take time at least the, the, like right the, there again I don't yeah. know. God that. damn it. Well, as a real rock climber, that he's putting the shadow. He's putting dynamic tension in like his legs to like prop yeah. himself up. Yeah. He doesn't need it, but it actually does help him brace. If the, now, cap- if the cables on his back, if, if the if the if the gloves are just, you know, like rubber, like rubber gloves, then they'll then they'll, they'll they stick, won't yeah. be a little bit of yeah. sure, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm watching this to refresh for this uh like two days ago. I'm in my bedroom, I got my laptop. I'm watching it on my laptop, okay? In a second when he's coming back uh, oh my God, uh, Jesus. Jesus. In a second when he's coming back down. And he has to do the swing thing, and he goes to swing in, but he doesn't make it, and he starts to slide he hits, back out. Like his face, and, yeah. then, and then Jeremy Renner grabs him, and he starts to slide out. Don't throw I it literally away. squeaked. <laughs> I'm sitting alone yeah. in my bedroom, no one's yeah. home, and I went. Ah! Yeah, throws away the glove. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And I love that it comes it back in, in a second. Belt or something. I don't. Yeah. And by the way, props. God damn it! Real quick, <laughs> props Tom Cruise. Obviously, props to the VFX crew. Very good removal. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing showing there. Yeah, he's I, wired up. He's really there, but he's wired that, up. But the reflections you have to deal with. Oh yeah, yeah it's a big pain. I mean, there's That's a huge. lot of there's there's a lot of they were really there, and I I imagine it was so painful for them to have to because some of this is a CG building replacement. They they had to just replace it with with you know a, a psych and reflections. Oh, tremendous and stuff amount like of that. VFX here. Just but, not the. It's just not him. Yeah, yeah. But he was really there. They they may not be using uh-huh. the actual photography from that, but at pretty much most of the time he was really there. I feel like at this point, Tom right Cruise should have. Tom Cruise should have just held a press conference and he's like, "Well, folks, we just seen this show, film, the scene, um, and then just whip out his dick. Just yeah. be like, <laughs> I feel like you should all see this now. Uh, right here, uh, right here, in a second. Yeah. Ah, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man. Now, they, now they even doing that for real, you've got, I, I don't care how many fucking cables you've got. Hey, Mike, if I'm going to strap you up. I'm going to strap you up with some cables a thousand feet up yeah. and then let you drop 60 You're going to drop yeah. like two stories. I yeah. freak out on Tower and, of Terror. And, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. by the way, don't be worried. We're pretty sure that it's not going to yank the, the, the bolt out and you're just going to yeah. fall to your death. I mean, Hollywood has a great track record with taking, uh, hmm. I mean, the crow and <laughs> Twilight Zone. Just yeah, sure. Yeah. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I Jesus. honestly, because yeah. everybody, everybody oh, talks great. about Tom doing his own stunts, and I believe it. But at the same time, I'm like, I cannot conceive that of the, the studio paperwork. allows him yeah. to do this. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I could, I could conceive of him as a producer, like, fu- like just not telling. Me. I wonder, I don't, <laughs> like, yeah. I could just conceive him be like, yeah, just put uh, Jim. Snooze on here or yeah. something as the stunt double. Sure, John Snooze. Well, then, um, that was another thing that uh, the make off the guys that you're talking about. You know, I was like, all right, Tom, we're going to, you know, do the thing. And said, we couldn't get Tom off the damn building. <laughs> yeah. Tom wanted to go like another take. He wanted us to put in monkey bars. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Can like, we throw in a salmon ladder as well? He and, was like, know. this is a, you know, I was like, this, when am I ever going to get to do this yeah. again in my life? This is when, am a, I, when am I going to have people paying me to yeah. do this? Like, yeah. as opposed to me having to pay the UAE a billion how that, dollars. How does that break down hourly in terms of wage? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. And is that enough? I, mean, I wonder uh, if Tom Cruise, he, he he benefits from the insurance if anything happens. But I wonder if he helps throw well, in. He for doesn't. A, he's probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no. But he's, he's but Katie and the kid will be oh, right, fine. Right, right, right. But I wonder. Well, the kid. It's <laughs> yeah. not. He doesn't have to pay for the insurance. They do. And he benefits from it if something happens. But I wonder if to help, he actually literally throws in Tom Cruise money to help pay for the deposit <laughs> on the insurance. Well, see, whatever. It's, it's the movie. It wouldn't. Movie. I, don't think, I don't see why. The, the insurance would be that much worse. I mean, you know, movies are insured. All movies are insured, no matter Fuck what. Oh, everything. But it's this, but, here. You go. Here's your time. But it's a, really I mean, that too. That was real. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's real. It's a, and that's damn. a very specific kind of repelling. Yeah. Special forces. You, you have to figure. That. I mean, you have to figure the completion bond must have been nuts because they were like, yeah. yeah, if Tom Cruise fucking dies, then yeah. oh, we're gonna but, have but, to. But he could die on any movie he makes. It's so true. The, so the but com- the, the odds are a bit higher here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, if you're if you're if you're making book on it, yeah. about I think, it. I think uh, uh, there's more risk in this than say Magnolia. Oh yeah. my god! Look at this shit. All real. All real. All real. Yep. Okay, now right All here in a real. second, in a second, where Jeremy grabs him and slides yeah. out. This year, <laughs> that's not when real. I go. Ah! Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Jesus! That's a, this is on <laughs> yeah. a this is on a set. This is on a green yeah, screen. Yeah, this set. is a set. But otherwise, yeah, because we're not risking Jeremy Renner because <laughs> he's going to do that porn <laughs> movie next. <laughs> he's going to be in Avengers. It's a whole thing with Jeremy Renner, and not Paul Patton, because you wouldn't want to anger Robin Thicke. That's right. <laughs> now here's the deal, uh, Brad Bird. You made a great Mission Impossible movie, and that is enough. Good job. Yeah. You also just made the best action scene that's ever happened. That is the most I really, yeah. fucking harrowing, yeah. thrilling, terrifying action scene that I think I've ever seen in my life. I love that. That was not easy, but I did it. Yeah. I did it, you guys. Good, good. But I miss. Get the little punchline. Very nice. Holy fuck. Yeah. God damn you, Burge. Yeah. Uh, uh, essentially, Abu Dhabi is kind of like the Bay Area, but instead of fog, it's sand. Yeah. It's, it's, it, those uh. sandstorms do happen with regularity, actually. Oh, interesting. Which Before I really it, wish would have happened during the most recent Sex and the City movie. Like, the, like <laughs> halfway through, all four girls get stranded in a sandstorm. Eddie, and a giant sandstorm. Eddie, what did we say? Never tell. Anyway, in the chat, Porridge Gun makes an interesting observation. She says, uh, I, I think, I think she, woman. maybe he, I don't know. Uh, another thing, Cruz <laughs> is kind Another thing, Cruz is kind of smug in one and two, and he's likable in three and four. True. Well, he's interesting. Point, yeah. He's a little bit more, um, he's more a danger. He's Gibtown, you and me both. 
Giptown's like, I feel like I want a cigarette now. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, that building sequence. Yeah. I saw it in an IMAX. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like I was there. Yeah, exactly. You don't know I what was, I see. I was totally on that building, man. Yeah. IMAX well, 3D, that scene? Not 3D. Just I'm just I'm saying imagine yeah. that. No. I don't want to no, I think 3D, I think 3D Jesus. would have my dad 3D would have My yeah. dad talks about Absolutely. that. He, uh, in, already. in like I don't know 98 99 he was in Vegas cuz one of my uncles is one of the guys that programs those cool shows out in front of the casinos. And he was like trying to show up a good time for a guy who doesn't care about clubbing but he's hanging out in Vegas. What's the cool stuff to do? And my uncle figure was like, well, let's go to the top of the stratosphere and ride the big shot up there. Oh, Jesus. In case you don't know, the stratosphere oh, oh is a God. thousand foot tall tower in at the end of the strip. You've seen it a bunch. It's the building in Domino. It looks it, like it looks the like big, the Space Needle. It's just the big tower in Vegas, right? But on top of it, that antenna thing isn't an antenna. Ride. It's a ride where you sit on the bottom of it, and you've probably seen these rides before. There's like a little ring of like eight chairs, two, 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 two. And there's a big pneumatic system. And there's a stopper on the top of the antenna. You're not going to go flying off, probably. And it just goes, and it just shoots you straight up. At like 60 miles an hour, and that's scary on the ground, but you yeah. can look below you and see the ground. When you do that off the stratosphere, you lose the visibility of the building <laughs> below you, and you're just in the air now. It's just like on a building, in the air. Like you just go from, you just go from on building to 1,500 feet up in zero seconds. And he was like, you couldn't hear me screaming shit. That's how fast you were going. <laughs> Wow! Now the and new, also and, there's and, a roller coaster. No, 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 yeah, but there's, the, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, the there's a second one, and at the, at the same time they had two. There was that one. The second one is just a roller coaster that goes around it, and it's kind of crazy. Oh, just they just added a third one. <laughs> this one blows my fucking mind, and it's hard to demonstrate. Uh, it's hard to explain it without demonstrating it. But what it is, it's it basically throws you off. it just throws you off. It's <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. What? Basically, you off the building. It's uh, a little. It's like a one car off a roller coaster on a track that's like forty feet long, and it's just a stick. It's just a stick <laughs> that leans mostly off the thingy, and oh they push God. the car forward, and once it reaches the tipping point, you're tipped off, and you're going down off the thing, and you just go like 15 or 20 feet off the building, and you just go, stop. Like, you're rolling down a hill that just tilts like a, t- like, like a, like a seesaw. That is nightmare Off sauce. the building. Yes. <laughs> that is oh, fucking... It's the, the whole ride is a 40-foot-long thing that they just push you off of, and you go... Isn't that like enhanced interrogation? Like Yeah, really. If I take my son on that when he's older, I'm like, are you going to do your homework from now on? Like, it's... Yes! Bring it back, boys. And then, yeah. I believe the official name for that ride is IP. I peed. I want to go on. I peed. I peed. The Zarvan in the chat room went on the big shot. He said it was great. That? Holy shit! The nastiest roller coaster I've ever been on was um, X at uh, Magic Mountain. X is awesome. X is, X is great. That, that first that first hill is just like, oh, this is what it's going to be. I get. Is that it. the one where you're like lying down and spinning? It's yes, yeah, the yeah. one where I've the, your, that, the yeah. couch you're strapped to can rotate 360 degrees yeah, while exactly. the track spins on the exactly. Y axis. So you go you go up yeah. that first hill backwards, yeah. and then go over it backwards, and then it rotates so that you're facing down as you're being s- driven toward the ground. It's just like I, this I, is this can't possibly how this is meant to function. I, I think Tatsu is better actually. Yeah. I like Tatsu. You're in, you're the in, flying, you're in one. flying position. You're in Superman flying position, and then you just fly. Ooh. And so instead of doing a regular loop, it does a downward loop. And when you're at the bottom of the loop, you're pulling like four G's. And then as you're coming up out of that, it's amazing. Yeah, wow. but you but you you go downward like backwards. So yeah. when you hit the bottom of the loop, you're actually lying on your back yeah. and then coming back it's up. So awesome. Yeah, oh, I love that one. That's probably my favorite Who's one. Who's the blonde actress again? I forget her name. Fleur Delacour. <laughs> that, that's a name. No, that's, <laughs> on Earth? that's from Harry that's Potter. A, that's a name from Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. She's—I um, don't know her actual name, but the, she's also she's also. Um, and I was a movie. Uh, she's also the female lead in, in Bruges, uh, which um, 
Oh yeah, I was making me crazy and in Bruges because I knew I'd seen her somewhere because she was Flor Delacour, but um, I don't remember her actual name. You know, something French, something French and accuracy. Yeah. I was you know, like Jean-Vierre or something like, like that. Vladimir, no, 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 no. Vladimir Jean-Vierre Blondage. <coughs> Fromage. Fromage. Eiffel Tower. She's kind of scary looking in that Ronda Rousey kind of way. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Jeremy Renner, I just feel like he doesn't, I mean, his backstory is like the weakest part of the film to me, and I feel like it's just sort yeah. of, I don't want to say disposable, but like, it feels like of all the things in this movie that work, the one thing that doesn't work quite as well is the Jeremy Renner subplot. And if he's going to be the guy who sort of takes the franchise forward, as is rumored, then it's like, or at least a more heavier part of the franchise to give poor Tom Cruise a break, I, I would want a bit more than just like, oh, revenge and, you know, insecurity about doing my job. You know, I, I felt like something a little bit different. Uh, her name is Lea Seydoux, I think, that's, if I'm pronouncing that. I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that quite correctly, but um, and she's not. I don't think she is Fleur. I don't see her on. I don't see that in her uh, IMDb. She was in Inglorious Bastards as somebody. Okay. And she maybe did, I've got it wrong. She, she did play a character named Fleur in a movie called Traceless. No. Is she in uh, in Bruges? Uh, no. I think what? you're thinking of another. I Lovely think, I lady. think you're thinking of another actress. Well, there's only one of those in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'll I'll look that up as well. So I, I everything love I know the, is wrong. I love just <laughs> the tension. Now there is nothing to my life anymore. I love the tension just leading up into this scene of it's not they don't fun. they don't have the masks. Is that is this going to work or are they going to be shot in the faces as soon as the door yeah. opens because another, they know. It's, it's another beautifully constructed, you know, suspense. Now it's suspense. You know, we're switching from action suspense to, uh, you know, this little person on person suspense. But the this whole idea of like all these little moving parts have to work just perfectly all the time. And there's, and there's, it's actually pretty tricky to follow it. You know, it's like, okay, so he's got the real diamonds and now he's got the fake diamonds and, but they've got the codes, but it's not the real codes, but they've got to get the codes. But I think he does a really good job with it because this could be like impenetrably yeah, complex yeah. and they explain it. They frame it exactly right. They basically just set you up to go they, instead of just jumping into the exposition, they summarize it first and then do the exposition, which is way helpful. They say, basically, we're going to convince two people on different floors that they're both in the same meeting, which will have never happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, OK, how? Well, OK, <laughs> it's going to be impossibly difficult, but we're, I think we can pull it off. Fleur Delacour was played by Clemence Poissy, who okay. was okay. in In Bruce. So this isn't, so, the, okay, this so isn't was, her, but I you're got right two right, but it part. wasn't this girl. All yeah. right, fine. Damn it. Damn it, In Bruce. Well, what, what else has she been in? Because she's pretty. Uh, not really anything in that uh, we've probably seen. <laughs> Damn it, Trey. Stop trying to make in Bruges happen. <laughs> fetch, fetch. Fetch, fetch, fetch. Is Jeremy Renner, so if he's going to be like Mr. Mission Impossible 2, is he just the guy who gets other people's like hand-me-down franchises? <laughs> I'm sure he'll be happy <laughs> so. to well, he, well uh, unless uh, unless Hansel and Gretel really takes off. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't see that happening. The best, the, and talk about that. Damien, stop trying to make Hansel and Gretel yeah, happen. It's and, getting a sequel because it did all great overseas. Oh, well, talk about God, Damien, that's true. Talk about Damien. So did Pacific Rim. Rim. Yep. Talk, well, yeah, uh, it did amazing overseas yeah. business. Uh, talk about Damien with faint praise. There was an Onion article about like theaters preparing for Hansel and Gretel release to be biggest movie going weekend of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like we've got the we got the pylons out to stretch. The line around the building three times. We're ready, man. Like it's just <laughs> nice. 
That's mean, the onion. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the onion to be mean-spirited like that. So this is, not a lot happens in these yeah. scenes. It makes it difficult to talk about, but it's the fact that not a lot is happening in it, that's where the tension comes right. from. Right, right, right. <laughs> is at every moment, nothing is happening and you're going, is nothing happening because they've been found out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and right kind outside. of looking at each other like, so. And, and I, one thing I like that he does in mean, the script, it's, it's largely in the script too, but like there's you know multiple ways to get to tension and we just experienced a very visceral tension with the insane uh, building climb. And now right. we're in more of a slow cooking kind of tension. God, I cannot stop with the food analogies. Yeah. No, it's fine. I do God. that all the time too. Dude, well, I just, I've been cooking so much lately. It's just like everything is like, well, it's kind of like when you sear off your, it's, yeah. oh, Jesus. Whoops. This is kind of one of those bacon tensions. <laughs> but not but like a Canadian bacon, which is yeah. not really a bacon. It's more, it's more like Benson bacon from Alabama. It's got that smoky yeah. texture and really that umami flavor. And that's what I think of the scene is, God, fuck <laughs> me, man. I swear. And this movie is about bacon Jesus. <laughs> It's about the bacon messiah, the chosen bacon one. Oh, no, oh, this, you crafty French woman. I like I like that snap cut into into that, and that I can You know what? Any movie where the stunt or gunplay that involves that, that elbow didn't sell to me at all. No, no, not just that, <laughs> but any movie that it says, you know what? You can easily remove the upper receiver of a firearm. Do it. Have yeah, fun yeah. with it. Like it's yeah. so. Good luck. It's, yeah, it's like it's. I mean, yeah, in, re- in real time, it's kind of tough, but like. It's it takes it you know it it takes advantage of a little known thing and it's mm-hmm. like it's such a you know yoink and then right into that other guy's face mm-hmm. that is a good uh, little now, bit of piece of core this fight I like a little bit better for some reason I, it plays, it <laughs> I plays, do too for some reason I don't know I why. don't know why I don't but know I like why, it because of my male testosterone yeah oh that was a sexual orientation good I extension just, yeah. Tom Jesus nah, I don't like that kick actually <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah this one I think the hand hand mostly. Doesn't work. Actually, like actually, I think Renner has got the best stuff here, mm. except for that elbow. <laughs> In terms of choreography or delivery, both performance and choreography, I think just it, I I, do, I give props that they did choreograph Tom and Jeremy Renner differently. Mm. Like there's there's a different move set um, that I like. What can you tell me about their characters based on their fighting styles? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, honestly, uh, <clears throat> a lot of Tom Cruise's fighting is a bit dated. It's a bit sort of old paradigm shift uh, and you know in terms of like kicks with full extension just the way he holds his hands when he's guarding his face whereas Renner's things are much more similar to like how Krav Maga does like attack and defense at the same time and uh, and just you know it just it, it, there's a, a little bit of a smoother flow whereas Tom's is more like a syncopated dot 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 you know like beat 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 between the, the choreography I wonder if that's just Tom Cruise going. I know how to fight. Just give me the, just Listen. give me the, just give me the bumps. Well, we I think I, I, Do you I, see what I just did on that fucking building? <laughs> yeah, fuck I know you. how to kick a dude. Fuck you! I'll just look at a dude and he'll fall down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did I mention my dick? All right, here. <laughs> what if I just hit him with my dick? All right, now it's a fighting scene. I got to choreograph. Yeah, we go. Dick foo. <laughs> <laughs> now we're pretty much officially in like the action doesn't stop for the next ten minutes. I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, this we're gonna have the, a foot chase and then a car chase. And this all is the outrun Mother Nature. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is M Night Shyamalan wishes his running away from wind worked this well. Yeah. Jesus. And I wouldn't have hated on that movie so much if not for the fact that before the debut of the trailer, it was a Yahoo exclusive trailer, and it was that thing where the director intros the trailer. Yeah. And Shyamalan was like. I'm so excited to show you the trailer for my new movie. Mm-hmm. I had another idea for a movie I was going to do, and then I came up with this one. I did this one instead. I mean, he's like speaking like 
he's a kid who got to go to Toys R Us because he did good in school, mm-hmm. and 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 then for that to happen afterwards. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I kind of hated it right off the bat because it was like one of those Yahoo exclusive things and I had to watch it on the Yahoo player. Well, there yeah. is that. Yeah, that's that's. I didn't realize it was possible for trailers to be pixelated anymore. <laughs> that is not a good way to engender good feelings. Not good feels, bro. That, there that, it is. Here we go. That uh, oh. the, the, the fountain outside that he runs by, it's on like, I guess, red tile or something. So it looks like this fountain filled with blood. I, I like, saw that. Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm like, OK, so the sandstorm is coming. Did this become a different <laughs> yeah, franchise? Exactly. Suddenly? And then the fountains were as blood. Yeah. And the They're, two and locusts. the two and the two cats will fight. This, this is a general choreography issue that I have is that when you teach people to fight, you, you teach them to keep their hands up at all times. The thing is, is that. There's a difference between my hand is up because I, I've been told to put my hand up and therefore my hand is up. There's a difference between that and this is horrifying. And my right hands here. are just up because I know Goodbye. what to expect. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And also, that's I don't like that kick. That's a it's a it's a very weak kick. Someone would not actually fall over from that. Yeah. But that's she, she went flying much harder. Than you don't need should. to lose your balance much right there. That's just that's not yeah. a kick that anybody would teach in modern day. That is a kick literally from Mortal run. Kombat. Like yeah. literally, if yeah. you hit this is the this is the Robert Patrick run. If you right hold here, if you hold down and hit low kick in Mortal Kombat, that's the kick they do. Uh-huh. Uh, it's that's not an well, exaggeration. I don't think she was really thinking about her training. She was just like she's got a gun and I'm gonna get then rid make of it her. sloppy. Don't yeah. like have it in like this posture that's like that's very artificial. Yeah, you're right about his neck. Yeah. He's, take, he's neck. taking all the torsion out <laughs> on his exactly neck. That's exactly how my brother used to sprint. Like, that's so crazy. It's, it looks really cool, though. Yeah. More specifically because I think it's just because yeah. it lets you see their face the whole time. Because yeah. they're not it's bobbing true. around. It's like movie running. It also looks like he's going about 80 miles an hour. Yeah, right. When Tom Cruise gets going, it looks like he's going at <laughs> superhuman speed. He's a fucking gazelle. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fastest human on Earth is, of course, Tom Cruise. And that guy's... <laughs> it's, it's like it's like episode seven of Planet Earth. The Cruise and its natural environment. <laughs> this guy's like... He's in his 50s. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. I know. It's just... Yeah, someone pointed that out in uh, uh, when Jack Reacher came out earlier this year. They were like, yeah. so, Tom Cruise is as old as Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. Cocoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which takes a minute. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, Wilford Brimley has been perpetually diabetes, that. Diabetes, yeah. And just talking about diabetes. diabetes, diabetes how how diabetes, old was diabetes. he in Cocoon? Like 30 and he just looked that way or what? <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, he was... On he Golden was Pond, he's like... Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise is 20 years older than Ian McDermott was when he played the Emperor in Return of the Jedi. God damn it. <laughs> How's that? Jesus. It's like when nice. Tracy Jordan says, give it to me in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> give it to me in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> There's that fan household, but it's like I've had this baby with me oh, since Predator Two came out. I think. <laughs> and then yeah, everything's fucked. I do use time. I do use Bloodsport as a measure of of time, an increment of time measurement. Oh yeah, what, like a light year? No, like pre, oh, yeah. that's distant. that's about four blood sports. Pre blood sport, post blood sport. How long know, were you at that party last night, man? Like a blood sports worth. Yeah, <laughs> like, like blood sport and a half, really. Two roadhouses. Two roadhouses. <laughs> Although it's funnier depending on the actual thing you're asking about to describe in time metrics to, defined by blood sport. And a how, how long trailer. was your wife's labor? <laughs> like four oh, blood geez. sports? No, like Ooh. no, like like not. 19 blood spurts. Oh my god. <laughs> my wife was in labor 36 hours, so it's not even. Wow. You know. That's right. It's a lot of blood sports. Again, that's why I've said it before. In the end, it was. Women just, better than men. Yeah. Just there it is. And in the just, end, it turned out to be just one kid. Yeah, I know, right? For that value. It's, that was the thing. For Jesus. value value time measurement, it just it doesn't yeah. equal out. Yeah. I, I, I found that it was interesting that they uh, were reading the uh, sin effects about this with the, the few times that they used the mask. Um, the 
they actually made sure because they didn't seem they haven't seemed to really give too much of a damn previously but they actually made sure that it's like okay we've cast some you know he's playing it's it's the uh whatever the guy's name is the bad guy um is is in wearing the mask of his henchmen supposedly and they for the henchmen they actually cast somebody who that guy's head could conceivably fit inside that guy's <laughs> wow. head. Yeah, they usually never bother with that where the, the yeah. mask is couldn't possibly be the same yeah. person. And, to, and Jeff Daniels head inside of Anna Paquin's head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 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 the guy who was uh, who was going to be making the masks, he got the, you know, he got the the cast the headshots and stuff so he could get started and he actually went to production. He's like, "You explain to me how this guy's face gets inside that guy's head. You tell me how to do it and I will but otherwise you should probably think about recasting and then this the kid, character and then, and, then, and then the guy says no they have special guys for that they have special yeah, guys and then he rides his bike away yeah. that'd be great if there was like some special like chart of like what actors can go where <laughs> yeah like one Dennis Farina is three Ellen Bridges bring, bring me my, bring me my Goldblum conversion chart <laughs> yes. what fits into Goldblum nothing fits into Goldblum we established that it's pretty tricky one but Adam Baldwin is yeah. worth 1.5 Cameron oh, Diaz give me an Adam Baldwin but please. you can get almost two whole Dinklages <laughs> that does Dinklage has a huge head <laughs> Or does he? Or does he have a normal sized head? He's a, Holy he's shit! A how much? How crazy would that be? Like an actor wearing a Dinklage mask, yeah. <laughs> like like a a full size actor. I think that'd be like the the envision of the body snatchers where the dog yeah. has the oh, human God. face. Ah, oh, Jesus, that nice is movie. scary. Nice bit. But again, just like the Kremlin thing, it's like that's a great shot that they normally cut away from. But no, <laughs> it's gonna yeah. keep going. We just keep on going. <laughs> the thing about Dinklage is that. He's a really, like his face, he's a really good looking guy. He's got yeah. a very expressive face. I just wish he wasn't so damn short. No. <laughs> oh, have you seen, have you seen Tiptoes? Have you seen Tiptoes? No. no. Do you know what it is? No. It's a movie, this actually happened, I swear to God, this actually happened. It's a movie that came out in 2002, where Matthew McConaughey and, oh, the girl from, uh, fucking, the Michael Bay, Pearl Harbor. In Bruges? No, no. Uh, and Kate Beckinsale <laughs> Kate play Beckinsale. a couple, and Matthew McConaughey's whole family are oh, yeah. all little, oh, little people. people. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Including, including his, his brother, Gary Oldman, playing a little person. Yes, it's amazing. And they get a, they get pregnant, and he is trying to tell her it's going to be fine. Our baby isn't going to be a dwarf, too. But then they go to a family reunion, and then he suddenly switches sides after she switches sides and says, okay, it'll be great. They're, they're, they're people, too. And Matthew McConaughey's like, no, they're not. <laughs> and this movie actually happened. It's a big I, yeah. budget run. Rom-com. I saw it. Never went to theaters. I saw it as a, wow. on a trailer for another movie, and I'm like, this is a Tim and Eric sketch. Tiptoes. Like, Tiptoes. Tip Tiptoes. Yeah, look it up. It's a real thing. D- uh, Gary Oldman, it's amazing work. It's and amazing what's crazy work is, he does. It's, and you'd think, it's like it's like you made up drunken party challenge. Gary Oldman, I dare mm-hmm. you to play a little person for a whole movie. And American shit. accent. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy-ish, if possible. Holy and shit, sell does he? It. And Holy he shit, totally does. does. Yeah. This movie actually happened. This is not a fever dream. Well, see, that's what I'm If they can make a movie like that or they can do Snow White and the Huntsman where you know all the dwarves are played by by recognizable actors Peter Dinklage should now be eligible for any role I agree. No. Well, and, and that's what I love about. Dude, Days I would of love tiptoes if Matthew McConaughey and Dinklage's roles were reversed. There you go. That's why. That's why I but love about uh, Days of Future Past. The guy he's playing in Days of Future Past is Boulevard Trask, not a little person in the books. He's just. Oh. A, he's just the villain. Wouldn't that be? I love a, that. What, is that? Is that? Would that be a thing that they would actually do? Can you conceive of that? That Peter Dinklage just digitally made that average have to be height? Horribly <laughs> insulting. So we love you. You're gonna be great for this role. We're just gonna digitally one of those, and you're gonna be great. And it's like, why can't I just be me? Well, you know, we're just gonna. 
right? Just in post. It's going to work fine. Because Ricky Gervais because is the producer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Seriously. We're just going to... One of those. Just one of the, right up. Yeah, just right one up. of those. Just, right up. just you know, Bob's your uncle. Bit of that. And then... Bit of the old, uh, bit of the old stretch, and, uh, you know, stretch and pop. And, watch, uh, watch, watch. And you'll be perfect. This is, this awesome. is much smooth. Much smooth. This is like equilibrium level like in terms of... <laughs> Look at his arms. They're made out of iron rods. I actually I actually like... Go, Jeremy there's the There's the bit... Uh, they use an alternate take of that in the credits. Yeah. And it's like... It's actually the long shot, the two yes. shot of just them. And it's like... Whoop, whoop, whoop. And it's like, why didn't they use that in the movie? That was way awesomer. I he always just say... just up it, and did it. When, when the, there is a... It is directly proportionate... The Better the performance, the fewer cuts. I, yeah. I, I fully stand by Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like, the more you can execute it, just stay wide and just let it fly. Just, let, I mean, if, if you can get it on one or great. <laughs> cut in the chat room, Zarvin provided a link to the IMDb for tiptoes, and everyone's going, "No, <laughs> it's fucking it's real. real." I literally thought it was a parody sketch or something. I thought it was like, "Oh, this is gonna be the the parody of the movie it's like, that it's the like people a, are watching, right, and that's gonna be the movie." Or it's like a college humor, like, "Oh, this is the Academy Award winning yeah. trailer joke trailer." Nope. Real movie. Yeah. I saw this and MDU it came movie out, award sketch. And it came out and it was so darkly heinous <laughs> that they couldn't do anything with it. <laughs> Hollywood has a line, you guys. <laughs> well, now I want to see this. They looked at tiptoes and went, it's not I a, think this might be in bad taste. It's not a bad movie. Well, it, it's kind uh, of a shitty movie, it's but, it's, shitty movie but it's like it's, just it's, like it's just like so fucking... But it's like everybody thought it was a good idea. That's what's crazy. <laughs> it's deathbed. Like, it's fucking Coffee death and bagels. Bed. It's just... <laughs> Someone woke up in the morning and boiled coffee for the people to make tiptoes. <laughs> they finished it. They edited it. They yeah. color corrected it. And all the little Someone people are going, score. well, we're working. <laughs> Someone did the score. Someone, Yeah, the family reunion scene, that's the most on-screen little people since Wizard of Oz. Someone in that movie, that was their big break. <laughs> they couldn't. That was their first major role. They couldn't wait for that they, movie they to come out. They were calling their mom on the set every yeah. day. Oh, mom, I just it, got to do a big well, jokey funny scene. I think I'm going to be in the with, trailer. Yeah. Well, here's here's the other thing about Cool's Eyes that I failed to mention when we saw it. Um, so, okay, starring Vanilla Ice. Okay, fine. We know what happened to him. Starring Kristen Minner. She's been working, acting, a bunch of small stuff. Fine, fine, fine. Cinematography, Janusz Kaminski. Whoa. And by the way, Cool as Ice looks fucking sharp. It's mm. really, really sharp. The director, I looked him up on IMDb afterwards, never directed <laughs> again after Cool as Ice. Done. Ouch. Maybe that, that was, you know, that, that's all he had to, he wanted to say. He yeah, he's to say like, that. I've done it. I've said everything <laughs> I need to say. He's just, and then like, the, he, I've peaked. He's I've like, peaked. this is it. I can go out on a high note. He's I'm last a genius. One, I can't touch it. He's the last one it to leave set. He's the last one to leave set. He goes to the door, turns around, turns the light switch off, it. walks and out the door. Nailed it. So, yeah, he was trying to protect Tom Cruise and his wife, but he didn't. And he failed, and Tom Cruise's wife died. So he quit, or and he threw did away. She. Now, did, 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 did MI3 cover this at all? No, this is no. in between. Okay. Because, well, because as we discovered at the end, this never happened. Yeah. Her death was faked so that he could get her out, her. Of, out of the, you know, get, get her out of the line. Get her out of being her. a ransom object. Yeah. So I, I was just going to say, um, separate of that, I remember... I don't know. I don't remember who, like, it was on Twitter, and I don't even remember who said it or who retweeted it. It might even have been you. But um, <laughs> somebody said, it's it's really awful when you see a movie that's, like, an obvious cash grab, like, super lowest common denominator yeah. type thing. It's even worse when you discover that's the filmmaker's, like, song of their soul passion <laughs> right. project. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's like, that's the one that they desperately wanted to make their whole career. Not as a cash grab. They just believed in it that <laughs> much. That's even worse. Oh, oh. 
I was just I was just offered the script to one of those. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really great if you could direct this. It's my it's my dream project. Really? Oh, this? No. I'm busy. <laughs> I you know, I mean I don't think I'm your guy. Gotta go walk my goldfish. I don't no. I don't dream as big yeah. as you. I don't, I don't know I'm if I see it. I don't have the vision. That was what I had to say. I had to go, I I I boy, you know, I j I'm I have to be totally honest, I'm I, I don't think I, I'm the right guy for this. I'm not sure I can pull it off. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I can do this. Gotta I don't go. have the chops, I'm sorry. I don't think I'm the right guy. Yeah. Now, if I could rewrite your script from scratch, I would totally be the right guy. Yeah, because then it'd be my thing. Yeah, <laughs> and good. That subsurface scattering on Edgar uh, Simon Pegg is just—they've come—they've come a long way. You know, yeah, it's—he like, looks great. I almost—I be- could a- almost believe he is a person who yeah. exists. You can tell this is a couple of years old now, but uh, <laughs> all that work they had to do to paint out his beard. <laughs> really. So I guess here's the other info dump, just to, because yeah. because they're like this is. Basically, Jeremy Renner's origin story movie, but we don't have time for that. And also, so. it's fake. And also, it's not yeah. real. Also, it didn't it's happen. like he's Batman, but his parents are pulling a prank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he only found out 30 years later. And he's like, and, and, like and he just like looks down at his suit like, well, now I have the suit. Yeah. I guess I'll keep being Batman because I, I got I'll nothing keep else punching. to do. <laughs> I don't have anything to do until tomorrow. That's I like that they brought this guy back. Yeah, I know like, that they even, actually made something out of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy. This Sergey. <laughs> this is my guy. We want prison. Huh? I do also I do I do also like I like the, how you're you are giving a voice to his puppeted <laughs> hand while he's jiggling his hand. Right. Like he's shaking it like, huh? Huh? <laughs> I, I also It's Tom Cruise, I told you I was in prison with Tom Cruise. Here, and he like grabs his face, he's like moving his mouth. I am Tom Cruise. I'm Tom Cruise. It's I Tom Cruise, look at him. Hello, I am Tom Cruise. <laughs> I do enjoy this guy's performance. He's like the badass. He's like, yeah, I don't need it. And then he, eventually, Cruz comes up with just enough information that he goes, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, yeah, we got to deal with this because <laughs> damn. So one of the things that's so radical about um, the Avengers was this is what vinyl backflip does <laughs> but it's never a woman who gets to this but if it feels perfectly normal for you know tom cruise to sit there yes you have me chained to a chair and i'm gonna be all you know yeah. snotty at you because i have the upper hand somehow yeah. you know it's like that's always you know a guy you go yeah okay it's tom cruise but you know it's again damn you you know um who uh was the same guy who directed in bruce who directed avengers Just martin Whedon. mcdonough <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, Joss Whedon. Um, He's making a joke. You know, but, uh, uh, well, I knew the answer, so I still get points. <laughs> that's how you do. Uh, but uh, you know, Joss Whedon is like, I'm going to make it a girl, and everyone goes, "Ooh, that's crazy. That's radical." Girls don't go outside. <laughs> Girls don't sit in chairs and, that's, and know things. That's actually, uh, it was actually a note that uh, Trey gave me on an idea that I had, like, it was about a year and a half ago. <laughs> Make it a girl? Well, no. You that's just always said, my note. It was a, it was what a, if it was a girl? Basically, I've had... I was, I, uh, the, the last thing we did, you were like, I have kind of a major, like, a, a radical note. I was like, he's going to say, make it a girl. <laughs> that's what yeah. I, and I didn't. You I didn't. A different note. You didn't. That was a different note, but I was, and I was uh, taking... Still taking pretty radical, though. The, yeah. the, note, the note made me rethink the whole premise, and it basically inverted it and became an idea that I was much more interested in. But yeah, it was it's post-apocalyptic stand by me and it's and it's instead of five boys it's five girls huh, and I, it helped me in a building like, in a building <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a killer orca no. uh, yes shark it has to be a shark how else are you going to sell it to the asylum shark nato <laughs> <Yeah>. orca nato 
or Canadian. I, I still think Shark Angel. Orca Kane. I still think Shark Angel could be a thing. Shark Angel. Ooh, yes. Shark Angel. I can't, oh my I, God. On Twitter, I posted I, it to Mike. I, I haven't like, heard that one. I said a cast out of heaven because yeah, he's a the, shark. I mean, uh, I mean, because he is a shark. Because ghost that was shark, the best ghost part. Just, ghost Shark just aired. They just yeah. did no, no, shark. shark Angel. It's like a shark, shark, a shark somehow ends up in heaven and like, ah, get out. <laughs> and then, so he's cast down from. Because you were a good shark, you get another chance. But you're still a shark. He's someone's guardian angel. He's like defending your life with a shark. He's the only way. He's the only. He's the only thing standing between uh, the the rapture and humanity. <laughs> shark angel. He's an angel. He's a shark with angel wings. Take that, Legion. And he's like, guys, hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. He literally sound, just unhooked the, and dropped the mic. The sound of a mic dropping. I was. I I remember watching uh, this. <laughs> he's like, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yeah. Fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Gets it. Drop. <laughs> I watched this uh, uh, a trailer for. I can't remember. It wasn't an asylum movie, but it was another one of those shark movies. Oh, tiptoes. And it was a. <laughs> That's not a real movie. I'm sorry, in Bruges. No, um, where it was an Australian movie where it's like there are these people who are trapped in a supermarket because a hurricane hits, and then it floods, and then the supermarket fills with sharks. Green light. Yes. Green light. Nice. It's already been made. No, it's already been made. My but work I was here like, is done. I was, I was like, but but the shark aspect comes in like most of the way into the trailer, so it's like it's almost like. I wanted to start a game, a plot game called <laughs> "And Then Sharks." It's like you come up with because it was because it was totally just this indie. All right, like, all right. People, okay. people, uh, you know, uh, uh, emo, emo kids, sharks. emo kids breaking up and stuff like that, and like you know, ugly relationships and stuff like that. And then they went to the supermarket, and then sharks. Okay, wait. And then they're trapped wait, in the supermarket. Wait, 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 isn't, that, wait, isn't that essentially Cloverfield? Yeah. Hold so, on. So, so right. the, let me try. The idea for me, the idea for me, was always to come up with the movie that least required to be derailed by sharks. Of course, of course. Okay, wait. Uh, let me try. Let me try. Okay, so there is a very, very mentally challenged boy in Greenbow, Alabama, who <laughs> who gets his leg braces off and finds out that he can run, and he ends up sort of bouncing around into these interesting, like, historical moments. And he's crazy. He's like on TV with LBJ and shit, and it's all happening. And uh, he he keeps kind of bouncing in and out of the life of his girlfriend, but eventually she tells him he has a son, and then sharks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then the last half hour, and then, they are trapped somewhere with sharks. sharks. Go your own way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go your own That is exactly way. it. And then shark. It's like stand by me and then shark. Okay, wait. So it's like it's like uh, Civil War uh, frontiersmen, but in space on a boat. And it's like a crew of like these sort of cool like Han Solo mercenary types going from job to job from like these dusty planets where they're still mostly using horses and eventually sharks. <laughs> Yes. Space sharks. Okay. Using sharks? Space sharks. I like this game. <laughs> yeah. And then sharks. Yeah. Okay. So there's a guy who's 40 years old and he's a virgin. And then sharks. <laughs> and then sharks. <laughs> the 40 year old virgin and then sharks was the working title of that movie. Just take every title and just add and the, the Matrix and then sharks. And then sharks. No, but it's great if you if you can if you can describe the premise like if you describe the premise of like Lost in Translation and the, and then sharks. Like, okay, here we go. Uh, former Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara gives his idea <laughs> and his impressions of. American imperialism force throughout the world and then sharks. <laughs> okay. But that wouldn't work with Blackfish Wells. A man <laughs> named a man named Oscar Schindler. <laughs> and then scene. And then scene. <laughs> yes. During 1940s Germany. I like and then sharks. That's funny. And then sharks. I just want to do it to all the titles. Wet, hot, American summer, and, and then, then sharks. sharks. 
What is that? I'm trying to remember what that Zarban, help me out. What was the name of that movie that I'm talking about? <laughs> We're actively Zarban. dialoguing Zar- with people. Zarban, that Zarban is like our Jarvis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zarban. Computer. We just like say it into the air. We used to do that. We used yeah. to be like, computer, yeah. give me the, and then someone will figure it out. But it's always him now, so it's fine. He doesn't know what you're asking him. Oh. Meanwhile, um, has anyone noticed that Mission he Impossible is still happening? I was going to say. Uh, no sharks. Was, we like this movie a lot. Why are we not invested well, in what's well, happening? I, well, I didn't vote for this movie. I said I was willing to do it. Um, because here's the fun part oh, walking it back well no here's but here because here's the fun part is like i don't remember that apparently there's another hour to go i don't have no clue what what it's going to be about it's oh, what the saying, hell this, happens this, in the rest this, of this movie it's this subplot I'm, with jeremy renner that's mo- just like it's yeah just, it's, it's it's almost like a thorn in the in the paw there's the it's whole just, parking lot thing with the cars and yeah he's that yeah, yeah like the, keep going i, I have no like idea park, what you're like, el- about. like elevator parking lot oh that yeah, yeah okay. that's in this movie what was your thing Mike? okay uh this was a the, the movie i'm talking about was called bait b-a-i-t and then sharks or bait 3D. Oh. Yeah, the and then sharks movie that was called bait. Jimmy it B. Should be, Jimmy it B should be it. called and then sharks, but props. Jimmy B. had it. Yeah. I just didn't know what you were talking about. Um, yeah, the, this whole this whole sequence is basically Jeremy Renner taking over the basically going okay. I, we just have to do a scene where Jeremy Renner does the Mission Impossible thing. So if we announce Mission Impossible Five and he's the lead, we have trailer you f- shots. You feel comfortable with that mm-hmm. because you've seen him do that already. Now here's the weird thing. Remember at the Bake Off when they said that they got this great you know prototype yes. car and they said just don't you know drive it over eight miles an hour or whatever it was forty. It was yeah, you'll blow out the transmission and they blew out the transmission like on the first shot. <laughs> yeah. So most of the time this car is a cartoon. It's digital. Yeah. <laughs> in the chase this is like the one didn't they say like this is the only shot of the real car yeah pretty much <laughs> because because yeah they were talking about they they destroyed this car by trying to tr- trying to drive it around doing the car chase scene yeah. and then they were like okay oh. so fortunately you know John Knoll was on on location <laughs> yeah, and a few, a few other one. people and and he went uh, <laughs> I guess yeah I guess we're doing a digital car now um and so digital they car is easier than a lot of the stuff they had to do on this movie though yeah that's true and so they they had a they had a real car moving through frame so that they could you know base the camera moves and all that on on something but then they replaced it on Look, look seamless, good job. Yeah, the animation on these girls actually was really hard. It was mostly mocap. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's still kind of wonky. <laughs> yeah, I'd still I'll buy it. Something about the rendering is way off. I, I remember, okay, I remember after, yeah, see, after the, after the, Freaking sandstorm and the um, I love that Tom Cruise on the yeah. bird. You were like, I was, I was still in the. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. The whole thing with the fan. You I, can't yeah. touch the. Oh, I this just love thing, that their yeah. code names for this mission are like, all right, Saturn's got you covered, Jupiter, and then Simon Pegg is like, Pluto's in, and then later he's like, why are we using Pluto? It's not even a planet anymore. He's like, this like the cool gas giants, and then he's Pluto. <laughs> it's like, why are we even using that? It's not a real planet. I just remember this part being pretty interminable with the with the smarmy Indian guy like trying to seduce like okay yeah. you know, he is, I get it okay he is a little bit too smarmy and I'll say it a little bit no I'm just kidding <laughs> a little bit too Indian yep <laughs> oh my goodness I can't believe you went there he's actually a famous uh, Bollywood actor I forget he his name uh, but he's legit like a star of a lot of Bollywood is movies. his hair legit too. Because I can't tell. Uh, it is too, too legit, legit to quit. quit. There Woo-hoo! it is, Mike. There it is. Oh, Jinx, you guys both owe me a soda. <laughs> I couldn't understand what you said. You mumbied a little. Oh, <laughs> with the C, because it's called that. And then sharks. And then sharks. And then sharks. <laughs> now they're just making shit up. I've got a robot with a levitation so platform should, on it. Should the shark's wings be on fire, you guys? I'm just trying to think about <laughs> For this. Shark Angel? For Shark, For shark Angel. Angel? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like no, it's got wings? a flaming. No, the angel would have a flaming sword, so I don't think the wings are. So a flaming like dorsal fin. Yeah, there it is. Oh, there you there go. It is. Oh, yeah, that, dorsal I just saw, fin of fire. <laughs> Bowfinger. I just saw the poster. I just saw the poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love Robert Downey Jr. and Bowfinger. Go yeah, back. He's totally really in there. Well, I was, oh, yeah. I was, I was making the joke where it was like, where it's like, uh, you know, these, these terrorists are dropping sharks out of planes and like a team of skydivers okay. has to stop them. <laughs> the shark jumpers. Ooh, shark and then jumpers. I was, and, but then I said that like as a joke and then I went, actually, that movie would be oh fucking my God, awesome. You guys, yeah. I want to see that movie. I want to see people fighting sharks in free fall. Well, we came, oh, yeah. Well, we came <laughs> up with a, we came up with a great pit. I, I'm seriously, the other day when, uh, based off of Matt Damon's comment about Affleck going, guys, he's not playing King Lear. Yeah. Um, and, and then we said, but he should be playing King Lear. We should do Batman as King Lear. And then suddenly I was like, Batman has three daughters and he's getting old and he has to figure out who he's going to leave the fortune to. And also which one's going to be Batman. And maybe there's not one single one that's qualified for Mm -hmm. both of those jobs. So you end up with like Batman leaves like one is the rich one. Like you end up with like a Pepper Potts, Tony Stark dynamic (laughs) or one is Batman, but the other controls the money. You want to know what's kind of crazy? And the two, yeah. Does They're already kind of doing it in the comics. Oh, wow. There you go. He has a biological son named Damien, which is the that son That is not he, 25 feet. The son he <laughs> uh, had with Talia al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul's daughter. And then he has uh, Dick Grayson, as who is now Nightwing, and then uh, Tim Drake, who is now Red Robin. So between those three Yum. surrogates, he has... <laughs> He has. Uh, How old is Tim Drake? Was that bad? <laughs> <laughs> He's six. Yeah. God damn it. Tim, Dr- Tim Drake now is like seventeen. Okay. Uh, Dick Grayson's like twenty-five. Okay. And Damien's like thirteen. So. Oh, okay. As long as da- I didn't do that about Damien, I'm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there was like a scene where it's like there's a big event where Bruce Wayne is having like a black tie function, and all three of his boys are there. <laughs> And what's crazy is that because Damien is the daughter or the son of Talia al Ghul, Talia's got like this huge genetics lab. So, oh, Damien got shot and got his arm torn off. Okay, we just we've grown another arm, so we can just put that on him. And <laughs> that is know. not twenty five feet. That's that's like a sixty foot drop. Yeah, really. I do like I do like the you know they're overplaying it a little bit, but I do like the contrast between Tom Cruise is like, yeah, sure, I'll climb on the outside of the building. Let's get this done. Jimmy Renner's like, like Jimmy Renner's like, gonna die, gonna die, gonna <laughs> die, totally gonna die, totally gonna die. Jeremy Renner does pretty well with. I I haven't seen his Bourne movie either, and uh, he doesn't have a lot that he gets to do as uh, Hawkeye. I've no. never been. But I, I, the only time I've does, ever seen he, he does I've have never a good, seen him be a person on screen except for Hurt Locker. He does have some good. Um, you know, like you see Locker. here, he has some good humorous uh, <laughs> chops to him. I think he's you know the little gag he's no, doing no, no, with wait, the no, stretching. No, 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 I get it. It's just that you didn't say he didn't have like good comedy chops, or he's not yeah. funny. You're like humorous yeah he did like, like it's the most clinical definition yeah really i found him humorous in this quite thing. humorous in fact yeah but i, 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 I agree to, with you i agree with you i've yet to see him be funny but he's yeah. amusing i think that was what hansel and gretel was supposed like, to be like a cat yeah. with tape on his feet hansel the problem with hansel and gretel is it couldn't figure out what, what it was the trying fuck to it do to be. Yeah. Yeah. i thought i thought the gag with hansel having um diabetes now because he was force fed all yeah. of the sweets i thought that i'm like run with that yeah like, that's you, the kind of that's humor the kind of that's, shit you should have yeah, done yeah absolutely and, but then it was trying to be really serious and badass and it was like oh my god this is a hansel and gretel killing witches movie it is silly and it, embrace that you know but they they tried to have it both ways and that was a big problem. The van helsing syndrome yeah. yeah yeah exactly so what makes a good mission impossible movie what was wrong with the other ones or at least not right. I think one was fine, but there's nothing like like extraordinarily special about it. And I felt like the story they were trying to tell in one just it didn't lend itself to like good pacing. Uh, two, the, and the story in one is really like it's unexpectedly hard to follow. Yeah. Like you're going in expecting expecting a blockbuster, you know, heist a blockbuster movie. heist movie, and it's like there's this whole intrigue, and you had to be paying really close attention from the beginning of the movie, and it's go oh. 
Um, when you're trying to introduce characters, and then it's like it can't be that big of a turn when there's like a double cross as you're introducing. Like there's it didn't it didn't feel like earned in a lot of ways. Yeah. Two, I you know I, I it's been a while since I've seen two to be honest with you. Um, three I thought was really good. That's when Tom. That's when we realized Tom Cruise was. Stunt crazy, not yeah. the other kind of crazy, but like he almost stabbed himself in the eye. Just that was a real shot, the knife in the yeah. eye thing. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, that, I, where they, I tie, heard about they, that. Tie, they yeah. tied the knife to a cord so it couldn't touch his eye. But you don't know that. Yeah, right. And it's just thunk, and it's right next to his. Oh fuck, God, he's insane. Yeah. And also, no. Anyway, so is it? It's it's basically just make a good story, good movie. And then have good set pieces. Just. That's the ma- that's the magic. Right? But also, but what makes good set pieces? Just put is the ball in the hoop. That's all. Th- what makes the good set pieces is no, not just put the ball in the hoop. Make it really tough to get to the hoop. Yeah, that's what yeah. makes it for the good set piece. Because otherwise, what what comes up? And uh, to be honest, I've I I rewatched the the original Mission Impossible, but I haven't actually revisited two or three yeah, yeah. lately, and uh, so I can't really speak to them. But the the issue generally, and and the first Mission Impossible did this all right, but but the, it's a bigger problem with action movies in general, which is you make the plan and then you execute the plan, and there are no obstacles other than the ones that you already nothing goes wrong. They're, they're the what? Yeah, they're, they're the obstacles you already knew you had to juke around when you were making the plan. Exactly, and, and that goes back to one like with the uh, we can't make so much sound. Yeah, and it turns out they didn't. Yeah, you know, and that's I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of fuss getting there, but it's like, oh, you know, yeah, he, the the thing going wrong in one was he started sweating. Jean Reno, Jean Reno yeah, yeah. catches him in time, and then he's sweating, but then he catches the sweat, and they get out of there in time, and the only thing left there is the knife. I had an idea for a, a short film that I, I haven't got around to yet. Maybe I will, but whatever. Um, where there's it's like a heist thing where they go through the whole thing. We got to do this and this and this, and it's like Mission Impossible. And it's like we can't make a sound because that'll be. Right. And the very first like the very first stage that they get to completely blow it and like the rest of the the rest Whoops. of the thing is just them trying to trying to not get killed while they accomplish the task but everything is they've sprung the first mouse trap and now right. all the whole room of mouse traps is going off <laughs> <laughs> shit jerry <laughs> exactly well and that's and that's like it's the inverse of the oceans 11 where it's like everything oh my god everything's not working at all and everything's going to shit and then you find out it's all the big reveal of the right. mash plan and all that shit not working is exactly right. what the plan is and that's okay in that's oceans okay. 11 because you had the excitement at the time and right. then you're like oh my god you even tricked me that's great oceans I, 12 I, didn't I haven't see seen that. the sequels but i'm like if they did that again that yeah. would not work as oceans much. 12 does an interesting thing where it's like well because basically in oceans 12 they've got to get the money back uh. and so it's like we've got to do a, a bunch of series of small heists in order to get all this back and then that very quickly doesn't work. 13 is a bit better in the sense that it's more like one unified gag. Mm. So. Hmm. Because, drive. you know, I, I like this movie a lot. I want there to be more movies like this, but the ones that come to mind that are like this or this kind of fun to watch are Ocean's Eleven and The Sting. And Sneakers. I like Sneakers. Yeah, I haven't sneakers, seen Sneakers, I don't think. Sneakers, sneakers, sneakers is, good. is good. I wouldn't... I, it's funny, I, I wouldn't really now. associate it with this, but... Yeah. Well, it's um, a it's a more of a... It's a it's a big... I like it's, Sneakers. It's a, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Connie heist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, shit. Ha- Hackers is the best movie by computer hacking written by someone who has never used a computer. 
There was just an article on io9 like this week about the worst examples of computer hacking in movies. There was the, an, the, uh, the, NCI, the NCIS clip where two yes, people start typing yes, on the same keyboard. Oh, that probably is a real favorite with there's people. A, sh- there's sh- a, well, the, everyone, everyone, just, everyone kills Hitler on the first trip. Yeah. Everyone mentions Independence Day the first time, yeah. yep. but then they go beyond that. I don't know. I, it might have been a, a Sean Baby one, but I remember uh, a classic cracked article of like six things Hollywood thinks computers can do yeah right? <laughs> it wasn't sean argo but sean and i were talking recently about where it was at comic-con we we're talking and we we're talking about video games as portrayed in movies and he brought up an episode of ncis where it was <laughs> like the the murderer hid clues in the in a video game to where he was a video game programmer and he hid clues and you had to beat this one unbeatable game and so they they hire a gamer the best one they know and they're like how do we know you're a really good video gamer he's like well i live in the basement of my mother's home and i play dungeons and dragons and it's like oh god <laughs> and so then they give him the video game and he's getting to like level seven instead of level eight and he's getting he can't quite he's like i thought you were good he's like this game is really hard meanwhile they look two feet behind him at one of the low-level analysts and she is sitting there pantomiming controller plays and the lead character grabs the controller out of hit this guy's hand, shoves it in hers, and sure enough, she beats the level. And it's just like every fucking cliche about everything all in one glorious episode. Hey, but you know, accepting that girls can game, that's cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's like a step up over fucking <laughs> yeah. everything. It's still a step up over like actual video game I love Jeremy Renner, the character's solution to this problem, which is I, I literally can't, I'm giving, they've tried so hard not to get him to say I'm giving her all she's got. Yeah. But this solution right here is very clever for that guy to have come up with. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, it, at, on balance, I can't get it to push me any higher. Let's just get some momentum going. Whoa. Hey, look, a piece went through me. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Dead like, uh, uh, death becomes her. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I wanted to watch that again, but I got it from Netflix and they sent me full screen. I was like, that's going back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching that. No way. I will brook no full screen, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Did we lose a war? <laughs> Listen, something. My grandfather did not fight the goddamn Nazis. So, <laughs> so I could watch so, Death so Becomes Run full screen. Fucking full screen. Standards, America. But they don't give you like an option, so I was like, I'm just gonna. They're gonna send me another full screen one. God damn it! <laughs> this is your Groundhog Day hell. Now I have to figure out where I'm gonna get a copy of Death Becomes Her. But <laughs> in widescreen loop, in widescreen, this is the infinite loop. You wake up every day, Netflix back. Just, just watch the full screen one, but squint. You're all happy. Full screen. Yeah, exactly. Just with my my fingers over part of my eyes. I'm like, yeah, it's totally. That'd be if you did the director thing over your own like yeah. your own TV. That would uh, okay. make you possibly John, the douche John Peters person. in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. Is it me or having a heads-up display in your windshield of your car the worst idea that... Uh, that really yeah. is... Don't it? It's one thing <laughs> when you're 35,000 feet in the sky and you're not going to hit anything. My dad's car will put a... It's a, it's just a reflection on the windshield, but there's an upside-down and backwards speedometer on the dashboard that reflects up sort of faintly right. in Oh, yeah, I've seen that. So yeah. you can, That's yeah. fine, but I'm talking about an the interactive. Distracting, there's an interactive yeah. Yeah. where you have to reach up and like twiddle with it. Yeah, I've got... Yeah, no wonder you almost hit somebody asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jesus. Quit dialing your windshield. I've got the... You know, the, the, the <laughs> there are those direction things on your on, on uh, the phone, like Waze. If you if you try and punch in directions while you're in a car and it, yeah, and yeah. it knows you're moving, it's like, uh, are yeah. you the passenger? Yeah, it won't let because you. Because know. otherwise, no. Yeah. <laughs> Prius, Prius won't let you punch in codes unless... It's kind of a uh, bitchy car. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Let me give you a hint. Not that. How about no? Is no good for you? Operation Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Danny Rand, one of the lesser-known Marvel characters. 
That guy looks like Simon Pegg. He does. Maybe, maybe it's just the mustache. Simon Pegg is pulling a Peter Sellers where he's also the Maybe I'm just Russian having, maybe I'm just having beard withdrawal where every guy has a beard like, oh, it's Simon Pegg. It's Simon Pegg. <gasps> so not only does that windscreen have... Any port in the storm, man. Not only does that windshield have uh, a bunch of heads-up display, but it had like thermal imaging of people in front of it. Yeah. How about showing the actual people? Like, <laughs> That's right. Just, I can't see the people for the thermal imaging of the people. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know clear, transparent glass seems sort of quaint, Whoa. but... It's not that bad. Well, there was like fog and stuff, I think, wow. so they were justifying it slightly. But ooh, there's your lens flares. Yeah, nice. Not a, not a bad shot. <laughs> what a yeah. hack! Yeah. Lens flaring. Hey, you know what? There's lens flares in Star Trek. Maybe they'll be in Star Wars. I'm just saying. Yeah. Did, did Tom's haircut? J.J. Abrams produced this. That's he's got like a Beatles haircut in the sequence. I it might have been. There might have been some reshoots and stuff. Look at the here. Beatles haircut. It's got more body to it. The Beatles. It changes my haircut, you do. She loves me, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do the parking garage now, right? Pretty pretty yeah. close to it, yeah. Okay. No, first we have to make a stop at this place. Oh, that's right. We have to do we, the whole... we got to pick up Karen. Messing with the... <laughs> and then I get, I have to go to Trader Joe's real quick and get some tabbouleh. Oh, and I keep forgetting to... I have the, I, the letter with the check in it is in uh, my car. I, I just keep to forgetting get, to stop. I have the, to get it in the mail today. Uh, every time I look at it, I feel bad, but I never remember to. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, there it is. I forgot. I never put it in there. I got to do that first. He does have a, you know, he's the the uh, the whole villain thing. It's like that's a that's a plausibly. I mean, it's plausible for him to be crazy. What is it it's, that he wants to do? He's, his, just, he's basic, I want to start a nuclear war. Basically, kind of thing? his thing. Yes, he's attempting to start nuclear war because he's like global the, thermonuclear war. He his his view as like a a, a you know theoretician and and I guess sort of a sociologist uh, chaotic, and stuff. Chaotic. He. Uh, He's basically going, society pretty much needs a reset. Like, we've gotten to this point where we have these, like, this tension that's going on. So we've just got to release the tension, and whoever survives will rebuild better. He's trying to jerk off the world. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there it is. That's all you needed. There it is. You just had to. I mean, essentially, my brother did the same thing when he would smash my Legos and make his own shit. And it didn't work <laughs> out for anybody involved. Your Legos. Oh, I see. Was it Einstein? Was it Einstein's quote where he said, I don't know what weapons World War Three will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones? <laughs> Somebody huh. said that, yeah. Yeah, it's a great it's a great I think it's Einstein, but it might have been Oppenheimer. Might have been no one involved in the Manhattan. Isaac project. Asimov, who knows? Yeah, one but it's a good guys. line. Ruth Buzzy. It's all a wash. Ruth, Some, yeah, Ruth, Buzzy. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. One of our great philosophers. Some Ruth fucking Buzzy. hobo. Who cares? It's, hey, a, it's a good quote, no matter who said it. Keyboard cat, don't care. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just listen. We'll just put it on a picture of Einstein and everyone will share it on Facebook. That's right. Did you yeah. see the thing with Taylor like Swift? Like this picture, and or you're quotes? a Jesus hating Jew. Sorry? Did you see the thing with Taylor Swift and Hitler quotes? <laughs> no, they took a bunch yet. of pictures of Taylor Swift and just put like meaningful sounding quotes by Hitler and just unattributed <laughs> put them on them and they went all over Tumblr. That oh, yes that's awesome. is amazing. That's, that's so awesome. Tate off Swittler. Tadoff Swittler. Oh my god. That's my They really did that. I know. Because you know if you take like the one sentence out of context, it sounds hey, that's a good line. Way to go. And put it on Taylor Swift and they're like, she understands. Taylor Swift is smarter than I thought. Well we are never ever getting back to I just made you approve of Taylor Swift and Hitler. How's it feel? The worst human ever. Um Garfunkel and Oates have a, a famous stage bit they do where it's called Kanye or Hitler. Oof. And they oh. recite a quote and you have to guess whether it's Kanye or Hitler. It's really hard. <laughs> it's a hard game. <laughs> anyway, Mission Impossible. There should be one like there should be one like game ending quote where they both said pretty much the exact same sentence at some point and just yeah. say that one. It's like actually both. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. 
This is or a, what they could do is say one of these lines. By the way, this yeah, we, I don't. I think we need to do the set piece a little yeah, more. This, this is we could, now the things are happening again. We're yeah. done with the Indian guy and all that. This is a really amazing sequence just because of how complex it is and it how really easy is. it would be to lose track of the geography, especially since the right. geography is changing. Yeah, and also repeats. Yeah, not only changing but repeats. It's a it's an MC Escher background. And talk about so many like variables in like in the choreography or yeah. in this set piece. I'll bet you Brad Bird is pretty uh, animatic heavy these days. I'll oh get, yeah. Honestly, they, I'll bet you he built out this a pretty remi- This thorough. reminds me of Monsters Inc. Yeah, if anyone uh, could the, be uh, could be comfortable with animatics, I imagine Brad Bird yeah. would probably be Monsters Inc. and uh uh yeah I was I was like this is like a, a Mega Man level right here. Is like, <laughs> yeah. it's Mega Man four too something really yeah cool. but uh yes actually, actually in in the behind the scenes they they talk about how they extensively previs this scene and basically oh, yeah? basically shot the previs um yeah because these so with all these moving parts and everything yeah, is this a real facility or is it a cg shots. thing they it, this is a this kind of place exists this, these places yeah. exist. they this is probably they, a green screen but stage, they right? built no they built one but they built like they built uh something like half of it was like five stories and half of it was only two stories and then the rest was extensions and right. they'd, they'd shoot different directions and stuff like that. So Real cars or CG cars? I think the the cars that... Because they end up using those levels over and over again as they went up and down this like 20 level thing. Uh-huh. It might be easier just to replace them with CG cars at some point. It might, but they're interacting with the cars a lot too, so... But well, they can do that though. The Hollywood guys, the, the CG people, yeah, the people that do the special, special people. guys. It also reminds me a little bit of Total Recall, the one of the yeah, it does have that. It's like 20, 20 years on total recall thing now there was uh, there was a it wasn't I like i like this where it's like well no. i did not see him doing that yeah <laughs> that was Whoa. that was not part of uh the, oh, my man that was not part of the axioms that i assumed in this i'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that was a cg guy because yeah. it, it because moved like fuck? a person yeah. <laughs> it didn't move like a dummy it moved like a person yeah and that was just a horrifying shot that and actually, it makes sense because you, you, know, you don't necessarily want to be there when the bombs <laughs> so drop yeah this is like He's pure, like he, flat, flat out insane yeah. here. It's it's you have to admit it's smart. Yeah, he even knows it's insane. Buckle you up. You have to admit no. it's smarter than what the other guy did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Although I've got airbags. Although in the uh, at the end they say it's a hundred meter fall. This is which means he was more than a hundred and seventy or hundred yeah hundred and seventy feet. Your up, arms, Tom. Which <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that hundred and seventy is as long as it takes to reach terminal velocity. So that car was going hundred and twenty miles an hour when it hit. Well, terminal velocity varies depending on what's falling. Yeah. There's no single terminal. Velocity. Well, yeah, but give or take for a car, probably close to a human. There's no. not. A lot. <laughs> I would say not. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> 150 pounds. No. No. It's a couple tons. Car is much denser than a human and not that much bigger than a human. So. I mean, yeah, it's the, the inverse square law. The, the only thing that can survive a fall is a cat. Anything bigger than a cat is dead. Well, yeah, but so. wouldn't they fall at relatively the same speed? Because the only difference at that point is wind resistance. It's the feather and the penny. That's correct, but you don't reach terminal velocity. A car would have to fall a long way to yeah. reach terminal velocity yeah. because it's very dense and very and very heavy. So, but I do I do enjoy again. This more the terminal velocity doesn't enter the into the calculation. You can just calculate how far it fell, yeah. and you can calculate. I mean, what are you getting at? How fast was it? If we how fast was he hitting? How, how fast, fast was it going? We can certainly. We can I love certainly that. The big, he does the big catchphrase, yeah. and he's like, "Mission accomplished!" Oh, oh goddamn it! Yeah. And and I also love the fact that you know in this even though there have been some you know he's he's already survived one car crash yeah a pretty bad head on yeah. one earlier and and pretty much walked away from it he was limping a little bit but it's like he 
he got fucked up in this last yeah. fight. Like they messed each other up trying to get that briefcase. It's it wasn't you yeah. know a couple of a couple of scrapes and bruises. And it's I like, like how his whole conversation that's about to happen is him mostly like nodding and blinking. Yeah. Like yes, please take me to a hospital now. I would very much like to have Dilaudid like right now. Yes, I would like to go to a hospital. I'm pretty sure that I don't have bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have bones. I'm made of pudding now. I think I am for sale at Ralph's in the meat section right now. They had to do the they had to do the touch where the 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 bad guy has to survive long enough to realize he's failed. Yeah, they, had, they did have to go with that trope. Oh, all my plans have failed. That far, the little man and his brain went. I know now why you cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is something I can never do. Yeah, he's like, hey, just to wrap up with this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little twist to this guy who was his, his arch enemy. For yeah. most I would of the love movie. for this it's guy like, right now, who is just now realizing, oh, you're not the bad guy, to like interrupt himself in the conversation and say, Ethan, stop moving your head. No. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Just yeah. just blink once for yes, twice yeah. for no, but don't move your neck right now. This man because you injured. probably have very severe spinal yeah. injuries. Not you to are. mention, you might be like one inch away from slicing your aortal <laughs> yeah, across right. the Seriously, thing. Legally, you are pudding. Vein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, you are food right now. <laughs> Please stop moving. <laughs> you would go for top dollar at a five-star restaurant because you have been tenderized beyond <laughs> belief. You're like half a Robert Redford right Cruz now. Cruz Carpaccio. <laughs> And they hey, brought back Ving. Guy. Yeah, for the last three minutes of the movie, they brought Ving Rams and Michelle Monaghan back, and she doesn't even get to talk. Yeah, because she's a girl. Uh, fucking <laughs> same thing happened in fucking Constantine. Yeah, that she can't catch a break. Well, I mean, it's, it's it, it, that the is, man's keeping her yeah. down. Yeah. Sorry, that's okay. I, I'm just I can't wait for the female Expendables that we're eventually going to get. Oh yeah, I thought they were already Linda Hamilton. Yeah, Ronda yeah. Rousey's in it. Ronda Rousey. Ronda oh, they, Rousey. is this a real thing? Yeah, Ronda Rousey. They they basically she's training for a fight right now, and they said we want you in Expendables series. She's like, I'm training for a fight. She's like, bring your entire fight camp out to Bulgaria, and you can train out here and film in your off hours. It's like in. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's not a yeah, look at these bokas. Three. Though. Look at these bokas. I love these. No, it's 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 a largely female oh. cast. So, got, so these, are, these are these are. Mike, tell me if I'm right, but I think these are round bokas. But there's a matte box on the camera that's clipping up a little bit, just out of frame. But it's making it. These so that, are round. Yeah. So these are round. But the lines that you're seeing that, that are crunching these in are, shapes, they, you can are, tell are folding flaps in front of the lens that are yeah, just the, out of frame. They're the matte box frame. Right. Flaps. Yeah. But wow. you can actually tell what's a what's a pickup and what was. Uh, original because the, the <laughs> these are anamorphic. Aren't anamorphic. They're anamorphic. Those are anamorphic, so they're vertical ovals. Yeah, but then in a second they're just going to be circles. There's the square bogus. Well, there's, yeah. there's your circles that have squared off edges because yeah. of the hat boxes. And then there were a few more on him that I think were bogus. Are so cool. Yeah, and they're also really hard to fake right. Like you know, advanced yeah. camera blur or whatever or whatever is a nuke. That's easy. But to get it right, there should be a little bit of like weird haze creeping into it. It's like when you uh, look. There's like a texture to them. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times. Um, Which I think comes is the, I think it might be the lens. The, yeah. Like the texture. Or the just itself. if there's any heat at all, if there's any heat distortion, it comes through a lot and they just kind of crawl. It's a fun, it's a fun effect to try to do right. It's just kind of a pain in the ass to render. I like bokeh's. I think they're pretty. <laughs> oh, in case you don't know, yeah. that's the round blur thing on highlights. Yeah. Sorry, and, uh, out of out of focus highlights. We've talked about it before on the show, but in case somebody came to this, in, in case someone time. hasn't listened to all like 193 <laughs> yeah. other yeah. episodes, shit, I guess, man. We're coming up on episode 200. We're like like oh, a month shit. or two months away from episode 200. Well, we never wrong. did a proper uh, anniversary show. Gonna have to do something no. special for our anniversary. We went off the air for a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was that was fun. that's how we celebrated. Yeah. yeah, we took the we took the month off. He, everyone's like, "Wait, I just I just got the new iPhone." Yeah, sweet. For my mission. Yeah, good deal. 
accepted. Yeah. Just, oh. just agree to the terms. Yeah. App Store, exactly. here we come. <laughs> yeah. Agree to the terms and then, yeah, that's that's the real truth is that... When Your you agreement, agree, if you choose to accept when it. You, yeah. When you agree to the terms of con- and conditions on your iPhone, you actually became an IMF sleeper agent. <laughs> yeah. If you had Everyone. read closely enough... Global frequency. A lot of people were surprised to find out that they were part of the Amber Alert Network. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Honestly, the most the most clever inversion on the on the Mission Impossible trope ever was this uh, comic book series uh, by Warren Ellis called, um, or no, by Garth, no, by Warren Ellis called Global Frequency, and the idea is that it was a supergroup, and it was a thousand agents spread worldwide with specialties in various things, and depending on what one operative had to do, they could hop onto the global frequency, and it was a phone. And it basically it connected to one person who's like an operator. It's like, I'm here, I need a computer hacker, someone with cars, and an assassin. Okay, number 22, 47, 185, you're on the line, go. You're on the global frequency. And it was just, every episode was different. It was a different set of people. You could do something different with it every single time. It was led by this woman named Miranda Zero, and that was it. And it was just, that was the only recurring character you had, uh, was Miranda Zero in that. And, and every issue felt like a Mission Impossible episode, but in like the best ways. It was like Mission Impossible in like a Twilight Zone, mo- zone motif, where it was just this giant sandbox to explore all these different ideas. That's cool. Yeah. And there was a pilot for it made in 2004, starring uh, the commander of the Pegasus from Battlestar. I forget her name. Um, uh, but she played Miranda Zero, and they kind of changed it up a little bit. But still, it was, a, it was a great pilot. You can find it on YouTube. I'm charmed by the fact that they do pickups on location now, or at all. Like, that, see, pickup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But they well, just like the, literally like. Actually, what is that background? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm wrong. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the opposite. So that they yeah. probably, they probably. They but I'm just charmed that because if they did this on green screen, like you'd imagine they would, they'd get the bokeh's right. But they go actually back to somewhere that looks like it, and actually, I think, do yeah, I think they literally just go out in the Sony parking lot and put some yeah, cars some in the background up, yeah. and some some way everything is suddenly extremely deep focus like this. Yeah, I think those are probably just strings of Christmas lights yeah. against against like black. Well, <laughs> it feels so right. Wow. <laughs> That's the beauty of inserts. And there she is, ladies and gentlemen. The whole yep. reason for this effing movie, apparently. <laughs> when did you get like disgruntled? I don't know. I no. I just I, I uh, you're too old for this shit. No, when I you know watching yeah, it again, it's like, I still like it. <laughs> I, I still like it a great deal. I think I still think it's the best one. I just feel like, uh, and I guess we're starting to wrap up, but like, I feel like. Um, the subplot could have been handled a little smoother. It is kind of a clunky subplot. All the set pieces are amazing and and worthy of all the praise we've heaped upon them. I just the feel subplot like barely. Well, it kind of barely exists. It's in the candy. Movie. It's just kind of airy. It's, it's sort of, well, like, it's setting up. It's it's tying between. It's tying episodes three and five together. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's also tying. It's also again that this moment here is the handoff. Yeah. Uh, the potential handoff of Cruz to Renner. Right. Renner has just been absolved of, of his guilt uh, for, that he was feeling by knowing that that wasn't happening and they're wrapping up uh, you know Ethan and, and his wife they're they're closing out that story so that there's some closure to what's going on with interesting Ethan and I hadn't picked there. up on that but you're right so they, they could come back with Tom Cruise or they could not at this yeah. point yeah they could go either direction either direction would make a lot of sense so I mean it's I, but again it's like we had to land hey here. they're subtly ending the movie yeah <laughs> get out of here what are you doing movie <laughs> This is kind of messed up, though. She's like, hey, honey, you can't talk. I'm going to never go see you again. Nail uh, that guy. Blow this guy now. Minute, yeah. I'm going to go keep nailing this yeah, guy. Italian soda and then probably yeah. some sex. I mean, you got to pay for the Italian soda somehow. <laughs> oh. They don't grow on trees. <laughs> My dream. <laughs> I know, right? Italian soda tree. <laughs> there we go. 
And it's like, okay, we could be launching the next movie. Thing, or... yeah. I'm wearing a hoodie. Ignore that I'm 50. Yeah. That's right. Isn't the syndicate, is the syndicate like the Mission Impossible thing? Or did I, they just, no, that's Harry Potter. Being in the syndicate. <laughs> the syndicate. They just, re- they just that's referenced what fucking like, Troy, a group called the syndicate. That's what Troy Duffy called his production company. So maybe it is really evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's not, it's not, g- it's not getting very far though. <laughs> yeah, so no, it's, yeah. It's one <laughs> sequel in 11 turned years. Out, turned out they weren't that dangerous. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, one of those movies that's kind of odd because it's a, it's a really fun movie to watch with the sound on, but it's, it's clear. It's understandable with the sound off, but it, a lot of the pacing, I guess, is uh, a little evident that it kind of well, yeah. If like, you're if you're trying to if you're trying to find something to say about it, it's difficult to do because the movie is is just the I think movie the, doesn't need you. The, yeah, yeah. Well, the the pacing is just right to be like here is you know we're we're drawing this out like tight as a drumhead to keep the tension going, but. On, on our side, we're just going, and the tension is still going, you know, so it, it makes it's, it difficult. This to is, I mean, this is. Watch like this. This is the Avengers. This is, you know, a really, really, really good filmmaker got hold of one of these. Yeah. You know, and yeah. made one of these. And it's as good a one of these as you could ever get. But, you know, what else is there to say about it? Exactly. And uh, it's fun. It's it's my favorite. I want to go back and see Mission Impossible 2 to find out if it's. I want to. I want to find. Let me find out. You know, I want to see. <laughs> but uh, my assumption is that it's probably going to be pretty goddamn cheesy and awful. But we'll see. I'm, I'm with whole judgment. But um, yeah, I mean, I like this series, but this one for me is clearly the best. It's just the most good of them. And in addition <laughs> to all, good in, in addition just, to being the most good, it has that goddamn Burge scene and that fucking yeah. scene that that's, sequence that's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Right. It's just far and away like if this movie sucked. And had that scene. Yeah. You'd still tell people to watch this Oh, movie. yeah. You'd still be like, exactly. dude, like, dude I know. Just sit through the other stuff. If this but... scene was in Mission Impossible 2, you'd be like, the... <laughs> you got to see the pod race chase. It's just amazing. Yeah. You know, right. it's like that. But it's not, it's, it doesn't even need that because I think, you know, I think the parking garage at the end is an amazing action set piece. And yeah. I think the dust storm scene is a great set great piece set too. Piece. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's not a one. And thank God the last 45 minutes of this movie isn't buildings falling down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one building. One does, building. It doesn't even get fall. It's one dented. building takes a it's little bit dented. of damage. That's all. Yeah. It gets a ding. <laughs> anyway, Eddie, that'll buff right out. <laughs> I once compared the Mission Impossible franchise to the weekend Bernie of franchises because <laughs> it's, it's basically, it's a rotting corpse and then somebody will hit play on the music and up it'll come and start dancing around and uh i love that i, I actually love that weekend of bernie's two goes like and and magic why well, there's magic <laughs> now just, you yeah. know <laughs> jesus we stopped caring but uh but no and and but it, it almost be like the fourth weekend of bernie's like someone hits music and it's like someone does an amazing ballet like bernie does this amazing ballet that like brings people to tears it's like i care so little about the franchise but I, I very much like what it does here in this movie. And, and if if it does this from now on, great. Good for it. I just uh, this thing had like some leveraging to do. I think, you know, you made the Avengers comparison, Trey. I think that's apt in the sense like this movie had a little bit of the Iron Man 2 business to accomplish, which was yeah. a little bit of the setup for potentially something else. I, I a little bit less of that. Just just make I mean, there's no reason to not make Jeremy Renner to just be a guy who's cool. Like you can just give him his own thing or at least you either develop that story or you scale it back, but it's in this weird sort of middle ground, which, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't make the movie suffer for it. It just, it, it stops it short of being something that we're really excited for. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's fine. It's totally fun to watch and I'm, I'm excited for what may come, but it's, you know, it's an eight instead of a 10, you know, because of that. And that's not my actual grading. I'm just making a sort of comparative statement. Nam Crod. It's Dark Man backwards. Oh, were you sitting there the whole time trying to make sure that you said it? Just for the last like, just for the last like two seconds. Wait for it, Nemcrod. I, uh, I Nemcrod. I never skip Anagram Day. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, obviously. I, I think it's great. I think it's really well, you know, put together. Except, again, for the, the bit that was laid on top of what he had to do, which yeah. is which is make it available to... to <laughs> Sorry, po- possibly branch, fran- yeah, the the franchise branching, um, if it needed to happen. I I, I'm guessing he probably wasn't, he, he wouldn't have done that. I don't think. I don't think Brad Bird would have would have uh, done that unless that was a a dictation from from above, probably. <laughs> but yeah. um, remind everyone that you know the black guy's still around. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's really good. What we what we haven't really um, noted is that this mm-hmm. is a this is a movie that doesn't. As opposed to the John Woo version, this isn't a movie that hits you in the face with its style. It's not stylistically yeah. heavy. It's no. just very John Woo'd all over that. Yeah, movie. it's just it's just very classic. This is how you shoot a movie. This is the best choice of shot for the scene. It's not Michael Bay cameras sweeping all over the place all the time and doing stuff. It's just knows how to shoot a movie, um, and and does that without feeling like. You know, there's, he has there's, to show off. It's feel, without feeling like he has to show off. Without feeling like he has to prove he can do live action. He's like, I just, I, I've shot movies. They were, they all existed in, in you know, animation space before. But I still shot them, and I'm going to shoot this one the same way because the principles are the same. And uh, and it, it turns out to be a great movie because it doesn't exhaust you with all of that stuff. And it, I mean, it's exhausting in in the other things enough. It doesn't feel like it has to get even further with with you know throwing the camera on a, a chain and whipping it around its head or whatever um so it's just a, a really great movie like you said if if the next ones continue to do this that's great and if they don't um we you know someone one. someone else takes over the mission impossible franchise i don't i don't care that much about the mission impossible franchise <laughs> Not much of dog and uh it, so i'm gonna it's, it's like they made a really good fast and furious movie yeah cool. i'm just i'm oh, i'm good for them yeah thanks for this i don't care i'm i'm glad that this one landed because it means brad bird gets to make more brad bird movies yeah, yeah. So we're getting tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow in the chat room tomorrow 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 in the chat room they're all trying to rank them for themselves and jimmy b is like um for me it's three four one a kick in the balls. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Trey? Uh, well, it's no in Bruges, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> or Shark Angel. Or Shark Angel. <laughs> shark Angel. <laughs> Brad Bird, Shark Angel. <laughs> None of you motherfuckers listening better take Shark Angel first. That's right. <laughs> no way. Or uh, or Batman Lear. That's mine. That's all mine. Um, yeah. It's, what, is, what is there to say? That's the problem. It's... Uh, and, you know, yeah, exactly. Get yeah, another seriously. competently... Like, and again, it's like... It just happens to have someone. Someone came up with like, "Oh, you guys had the greatest idea for an action set piece." That really was the greatest idea for an action <laughs> set piece, you know. As opposed to, I just thought of a bigger way to explode things. Great, let's make a movie out of what that. What if Tom Cruise is repelling a mile up, <laughs> yeah, and off slips the, off the side of a glass building, and he's not even repelling; he's just free climbing up <laughs> a glass building. Okay, and then one of the gloves breaks. Yeah, and then he can't do it anymore. And then he can't back 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 down, so he has to swing. Yeah, you're insane. Go on, you're Go insane. On. Yeah, exactly. If you're yeah. explaining that to someone just over coffee, they're like, "And then, are <laughs> <laughs> you out of your goddamn mind? What are you talking about?" And then a shark, and then sharks. and then sharks. And then sharks. <laughs> <laughs> the sharks are doing thirty seconds. I know. <laughs> just like, big sharks just start barreling like off the window. Yeah. Well, they'd be in the sandstorm. They'd be yes. <laughs> Oh, sharks! Come on! <laughs> just like like the fish just smacking into the window. <laughs> Uh oh, shark storm! Very dangerous. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's a beautifully made uh, film. I mean, it's like 
again, it's like you can make one of these movies and it can be dumber than a bag of hammers. You can make one of these movies and it can be, you know, really, really solid like this one is. And then this, it's funny how that works. But yeah. um, it's, it's, this is one of the really solid ones. And it's, it's one of, and it just happens to have just that one sequence that you just, you know, just, just, Jesus. Yeah, it just has not really been topped very often. It's really quite something. Good for you, movie. What are you doing, movie? Oh, good. Scaring the so shit this, out of you. So this yeah. has been What Are You Doing, movie. You can always go to friendsinyourhead.com, get new episodes, brand new episode every single week. Subscribe to us on iTunes, get a brand new episode every single week. Uh, go to the forum, register. It's a wonderful community of people. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook, friendsinyourhead. Gmail, friends at, friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Uh, buy our shirts. Give us some money. There's a big PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holden Hill Design. Maintain the website. Until next week, my name is T. Christie. Eddie Doe. Mike Cap. Trace Dukes. And this has been What Are You Doing, movie. And then Shark. <laughs> Tom Cruise is Shark Angel. Oh, he's the greenlit. Shark. Let's that's do it. The, that's the twist. He's the voice. He's a, oh, the he, voice. Only at the end he realizes he's Dude, been a shark the whole now time. I'm just, now I'm just like limiting myself to Tom Cruise movies. A Few Good Men. It's at the end. He's shouting with Jack Nicholson, and then there's sharks. <laughs> and sharks. Just through the window. Yeah, there's a there's just a like storm and <laughs> the room fills with sharks <laughs> and water. String hit. We're gonna have to put this trial on hold because of sharks. And then you can't handle the. You can't handle the sharks. And then and then Cruz and, and Nicholson together like get their guns and like you know <laughs> shoulder to shoulder they go out and they. Tom Cruise Magnolia, he's on stage. Yeah. Respect the penis, and then sharks. Actually, a- that one sounds like a fever dream pitch. That sounds like something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. So Tom Cruise I, was on a stage. I took and a he whole was lot talking, of Ambien last night. He was night. talking about his penis and he said, "Respect the penis." There was sharks. And then, and then he said to Nicholson some stuff, and then there were sharks. Oh, my God. I, I, I saw that movie, dude. It was awesome. I, I, I know a guy who was having trouble sleeping for a while, so he was on Ambien, and he set up a Twitter account specifically oh so he could tweet while he was on Ambien. Oh it was wow. called Sleepy Dirks. <laughs> Sleepy what? Like drugs, but he mixed Sleepy up the Dirks. letters with okay. Sleepy Dirks. Nice. Oh, it was hysterical. Friendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>